Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Download episodes of previous shows. Welcome to... It is the Riot Podcast. Happy Friday. Oh, uh, finally Friday. It is. And uh, make sure you cherish today's show. You've only got today and then one more show with Nikki Whee! until, well, I mean, we'll be doing the worst of the riot with Nikki. So you hear her uh, <laughs> over after Christmas. But for a while, it's just going to be Isaiah and I. I will be off the rest of next week. I'll mm-hmm. be in on Monday. And then the final week of the year is actually really good. It's the worst of riot from 2021. So we'll actually pick some of our favorite moments from the mm-hmm. year. So you can kind of catch up, especially it's good if you're a new podcast listener. You can hear some of our favorite parts. You can uh, catch up. And Isaiah is in charge of assembling that. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be is like good? a lot gonna... of Isaiah showing up. In. <laughs> it's, just, it's 90% <laughs> Isaiah. All I'm the like, times well, Isaiah you know, joined us. The past couple months have really been the greatest of yeah. the year. You're, you're like, <laughs> you told me to pick the best parts. Yeah. yeah I just assumed every single part was me, and that was a good one. <laughs> Well, you have ones. that creative control, all right? Exactly. So we'll, yeah, it's all we up to you. We look forward to seeing what you come up with. So make sure you stick with the podcast because uh, we have a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah. So today on the podcast, we did this great thing uh, with me specifically. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we talked about how I've, I've, been, I've been hurting as of late. The left side of my throat has been in some, some decent pain and people texted in ideas. Or how I could could possibly fix it, and mm-hmm. it it went. I don't want to spoil it, but it went in the most unexpected way, unexpected finish I've ever ever experienced here on the show <laughs> I so say far. I like something. We yeah. handpicked one of the weirder responses, and it was only one. It was just one person was like, maybe this would work, oh. and that was the one we were like, yeah, they seemed, let's try that. They one. seemed really to know what they were talking convincing. about. They did seem yeah. very. They were very confident. It uh, does in their seems, text message. I think you should. Now you can't take my pickles home, which spoiler alert it's pickles you can't take them home but i'm gonna leave them here uh if you want to keep drinking some of the brine you are welcome to yeah so so far my my throat still feels essentially the same you don't give up after one yeah of course not like you need to sit in your office and just let it sit there, like take yeah. a drink and Maybe just rest. Well, today. you gotta let it soak through your system. Maybe yeah. I just rest to today. That's probably a good idea. I probably should sit there and just like drink it and yeah. just like sit there. And Dude, not if do you anything. came in for a tour, you're like, "What's Isaiah doing? Well, he's resting. What's, yeah. What does he smell like? Pickles? Yeah, he's a very sore throat. We're letting him rest in rest. his office today on on Friday. So yeah, or if you you go see the doctor. Well, that's always another. <laughs> Maybe Another next option. Week. Yeah. You go maybe. to the doctor. Well, I tried pickle juice. I've <laughs> exhausted all my options. We I did this know. thing on my on my show where we just asked people just to like can. I should just try things to yeah. see what would work. And the um, doctor says, Well, if you tell pickle uh, if you uh if you tried pickle juice, there's nothing else we can we do. Can yeah. <laughs> that's you, what I was gonna tell you. Yeah, that's what I was gonna recommend. So. Oh my gosh, I'd pay a doctor money as a prank to do that. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, well listen, and if you have any other uh, ideas full of wisdom, please text us at 877-2-RADIO-U and maybe Isaiah can try next week. Yeah, so we also uh, touched back on something we we swore at the end of the segment we would never talk about again. 
which is the Wiggles <laughs> on the air. <laughs> but I think you swore that. Me, it was a well, Nicky and I thing. Was this uh, cold spaghetti. That one. Cold spaghetti. spaghetti, cold spaghetti, and you, th- you know, you wiggle oh around God. like you're cold spaghetti. <laughs> Wait, hot potato, hot potato, cold spaghetti, cold spaghetti. Yeah. Is it all the same song? Uh, the, oh, that's the same song. Yeah. And then uh, there's smashed banana, smashed <laughs> banana, because they're after it. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, we'll never talk about it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> be the final, final I, time. I was looking at the link you sent me, and uh, I was like, wow. It might just be the pictures for the press that they show, but like they look really old. Oh no, they've aged a so, lot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super they, old. Yeah. And hey, they've the been around a while. The one guy looks like to me, uh, Taika Watiki oh, guy. Yeah. The one guy reminds me. Oh, they me, all look the same to you. All people. No, from. <laughs> I think he actually physically looks yeah, like. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but they're looking old. Yeah, they, uh, they. Well, I mean, I think they've actually. Uh, they, I don't think they were popular in the U.S. quite as early, but I think they've been around since the '90s. Probably in Australia. Yeah, makes I think sense. They've been and, uh, they've they've seen a lot. The yeah. Wiggles. That we, makes it seem like they've had a hard life. Yeah, yeah. hey, <laughs> they've had a long. You don't know what it's like out on Making tour as the Wiggles. I bet you that the road or the the groupies you get with the Wiggles. No! Oh be my gosh, something else. They're the worst. Something else right there. I just want to end on that note. <laughs> yes. You have to give me something else besides that. Yeah. So we also talked, we ended the segment or ended the show talking a little bit of football. Uh-huh. This is a big football weekend for five days so in a row. Tomorrow is the Browns game. Tomorrow Saturday. is the Browns game. Okay. Yes. I just, I don't want to watch, but I just like to know when I'm supposed to be paying supporting attention. you guys yeah. and yeah. paying attention and just like following what's trending. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tomorrow's the Browns game. If we lose yet again, utter sadness. Is it over for them then? Or it's not completely over, but it really, really hurts us. Hurts us heavy. Okay, all right. That's where we're at now. But yeah, big weekend in football. There's a lot of college, college football too. A lot of bowl games. Please help the Browns to win against the one other bad team, (laughs) the Raiders. I know you love them too, but (laughs) no Raiders this weekend. All Brownies. Okay, now we know. (laughs) Uh, Cannot wait. Well, uh, let's let's all go out there and have a really fun weekend. What do you say, guys? Sounds good. Yeah. forget for this weekend if you did not watch last night with us we did our Christmas show so please take a moment when done with the podcast it's like an hour long so plan for an hour yeah. <laughs> if you want to watch our Christmas party it's up at Radio U Riot on Facebook and our Radio U Riot YouTube channel we'll check you next time have a good weekend bye if you missed out on the next Riot moment when it originally aired you don't know how lucky you are you're listening to the worst of the Riot podcast We've already seen Arby's French Fry Vodka, and not to be outdone, Lay's is putting out their vodka. Oh, potato chips? Yeah. All right. That sounds like a joke, doesn't it? It's like, At this point, yeah. any restaurant or like, uh, you know, food thing, we're not surprised anymore. Yeah. They not all have their all. own vodka. <laughs> they have their own vodka, their own seltzer, but for Lay's, no, it's, it's serious that you can get uh, Lay's vodka. In fact, you could buy it right now if you wanted to. So, is it flavored like Lay's? So uh, it, it would have that sort of taste with it, or what? I, you know, I don't know because it's just. Uh, the, I guess because potato- isn't vodka just potato stuff? But vodka is a potato thing. Yes. Okay. Uh, so, so they're using the same potato, I believe, that they use to make like a Lay's potato chip. Yeah. So it's a distilled from Lay's. Uh, potatoes for a crisp, clean finish, but they, which is not what I get from Lay's potato <laughs> chips. So I don't know where No, not at all. I get from. a fatty, salty finish. It's very greasy. Yeah. I, that might be this. It's creation, but uh, still very different. Is this oily? Does this have, you know? <laughs> uh, it has hints of oil. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, and then you, if you drink it, do you wipe your hands on your oh, pants? Like, with all the grease? No, no. The bottle's greasy. You probably do not. It's going to slip right out of your hand. <laughs> now, that's the Lay's that, potato chips what, that we that's know. That's what we know. That's for sure. No, they... Uh, you know what? That's actually a a very wise observation from you that it is not it is not actually branded as Lay's potato chip vodka. Mm-hmm. So uh, they say it is a blend of Portland potato vodka and vodka distilled from Lay's proprietary potatoes. So it's it's the same potatoes they would yeah it's tongue twister. <laughs> it's the same potatoes that they would use to make their chips, but. It doesn't say anything about actually chips, so it's not like it's uh, supposed it's to flavored. remind you of a Lay's chip. But was maybe the this would pair with uh, uh, theirs was a theirs was French fry vodka, so I think they were specifically trying to flavor it in some way, especially had, with the curly fries. I think they had two versions of their fries. Right. We're just so used to like collabs for. Uh, chips and stuff like to where the taste is like spot on. Yeah, I think if you're getting this, this is just the fuck. It, it's it's just another <laughs> it's way not of vodka. But chips. <laughs> I think uh, I think it, I mean I guess you could say this about any business, but particularly with when it comes to alcohol with 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 beer and vodka and everything. There's just so many brands. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many options if you go to a liquor store. And all these brands, they just need to stick out in some way. So this is really just probably a clever thing because this is a collab lays with a place called Eastside Distilling. Honestly, though, even with the packaging, it yeah. doesn't scream Lay's potato chips you to me. You don't think? Not in a, if I went past that, I would not. I would not think. You don't wow, think you'd pick up on it? I would really like a Lay's potato chip. Yeah. I want to drink one. Yeah, I wouldn't well, even think that. Well, I guess either way, it would work. If because I was going to say maybe it would, you would look at it and go, "Oh yeah, some chips would be nice." Yeah. But then you just buy the Lay's chips. <laughs> That's all you do. But still, that's all Lay's needs. They just need you to buy something. It so. works. So they're going to charge $40 a bottle for this stuff, and it doesn't even taste like potato chips. Yeah, right. So no good. I get that's, I mean, it's not like expensive vodka, but it's also not the cheapest. And I feel like the people that, uh, maybe this is just me uh, profiling it a little bit, but I feel like the people that would want Lay's chip vodka would not want to spend so much. You know, they, uh, no, they're I, I they're going for the saying. lower end. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You're the type where it's like, here, you get one bottle and a bag of chips for, at the right. same price. And it's, uh, it's a party, and we, we're just trying to make it last kind of thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, This will be a fun thing to do. It's it's there. It started for sale yesterday. Um, I still think it'd be amazing if it was greasy. So yeah. somehow I, I don't, because Lay's potato chips are super well, greasy to you me. just get your uh, a bag of chips and just dip it right in the vodka. <laughs> You could stir it around. <laughs> no, don't try making that at home too. Like no. we have to be safe about things, yeah. and I'm sure something could go wrong. There's a chance that that could like explode. I think. I think it's like safe. a chemical reaction. If you just stick with the potato chips, even that's a roll of the dice. Yeah, with it your kind body. of is. <laughs> oh, it, it definitely is. But you don't want to have too many. You have to know your limits yeah, with the limits. vodka and the chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were one of the lucky few who missed the riot when they were live. Yet here you are. I also like to live dangerously. This is the worst of the riot podcast. Now, this is, uh, you don't always want to go putting out your private conversations with your uh, with your significant other on the radio. But this one, I had I cleared with her. As soon as she said it, I said, you know that this, ha- <laughs> like, you can't just have this go unchecked, which you just said. So she says to me, she says, you know, I know it's a little crazy, but. I think Little Caesars Crazy Bread is one of my top five favorite things ever. Oh, top yeah. five? Top five. Crazy Bread? Crazy Bread. 
All right. Yeah. Does she does she like other food or like <laughs> what's her other food she enjoys? Uh, well, seemingly normal things. She actually uh, she she just doesn't go for any fast food or anything like that. She well, has I a refined mean, palate. Little Caesars sometimes is <clears throat> the the bar. Uh-huh. It's a little lower on oh, that one. Absolutely. I'm not gonna say it's all the way on the ground. Yeah. It's not. It's close. Yeah. But it's not. So I wasn't sure if she likes that sort of you know. Like, it's the thrill of how inexpensive it is. Uh, no, I don't think that's what it is. Uh, and and I know what's confusing about this is she ref- almost flat out refuses to eat Little Caesar's pizza. But it's the crazy bread? She'll eat the crazy bread. Sometimes I'll suggest, I'll say, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, like we're trying to save some money. Uh, I really want some pizza. We're in a rush, stuff like that. So why don't we just stop a little Caesar? Oh no, I wouldn't eat the pizza. But I but the little Caesar's crazy bread. That she will. It's a top five favorite, which makes me wonder why don't you just let me order a pizza and you get a crazy bread? Yeah, why would she? I don't know why. Turn her nose up at that. So does she do any dipping sauce with the crazy bread? Uh, like it comes with that big giant thing of the marinara. Will she dip it? I, you know, now I don't know. Because if she does, that is just the pizza. I think that's the sauce you know and the bread. <laughs> I think she does. I think she does like the marinara because I think one time they forgot to give it to me. Oh, she's mad. And she was not pleased. <laughs> she was unhappy. So I think, yeah, I think that's a that's an important part, but maybe not 100% necessary. It's crazy bread. It's just dough. Yeah, but There's, okay, I will I will stand with her that sometimes breadsticks are way better than even getting the pizza. Yeah. Absolutely. Fair We're enough. Just concerned about the quality of that, the one she's fighting about. And she's ta- saying <laughs> top five favorite thing ever. You know, we the all top five favorite food, Little Caesar's crazy bread. Well, does anybody else have any um <laughs> Uh, quirky food. Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. I don't even know if that falls under that category. Yeah. It's, it's just things that are like, if, if you'd be embarrassed telling other people about how much you love it. Yeah. I think it was just uh, a sign maybe, mm-hmm. like her signaling without saying, why don't you go get me some crazy bread? It was a signal of, I think you should get me some crazy bread. Yeah, this so, weekend you're going to need to. Yeah, I think uh, on my way home from work today, I'm going to have to stop. There's one very close to our house, so don't, it won't be out of the way. Don't forget the marinara, uh-huh. but don't oh, you dare yeah. get the pizza. No, not for her anyways. <laughs> no, not at all. But you know if I get a whole pizza, I'm not gonna, she's what? She's going to want to. Nah, I don't know. She really doesn't like the Little Caesars pizza. It's so. just the crazy bread. Well, it's just the crazy bread. Body has any um, of their foods that uh, fall under the crazy bread category? Yeah, you're welcome to text at eight seven seven two radio. You and tell us what's yours. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, also be appropriately aghast at, at whatever, whatever you, you say. Store yeah. <laughs> at room temperature. Now that they can do the riot radio. You. Good morning, Isaiah. Good morning, everybody. How are you feeling? I'm a little tired, but uh, <laughs> obviously I'm not as tired as I like should be because I stayed up way too late last night. Yeah. So I probably for like four hours, but I should be a lot more tired. Woke up this morning not feeling too terrible. Oh, not so. bad. Mm. My, the only thing that is still bothering, my throat still hurts. Well. Aww. Just the left side. It's still. Uh, convenient that you bring that up because Nikki has brought in a little remedy for you. Well, we had a listener yesterday. We talked about, we think that Isaiah has like a tonsil thing because one side of his throat is uh, scratchy and hurting. Yeah. And not like the COVID scratchy thing, but yeah. more like there's something that's just pain, just probably wrong with that side. You've had it for a while. And basically everything online says antibiotics. Yeah. 
We don't work that way. No. <laughs> more home so, remedy type. There was, the what was there? One person that texted in and said pickle brine has antibiotic. Uh, what do you call it? Like, like pro- properties. Well, the brine can kill bacteria. Uh-huh. So said about you know eating some pickles and kind of just letting the brine swish around, like gurgling with it. I can feel like the acid in my throat, like oh, building up yeah. as we speak. Like my gag reflex is starting to tense up. But what if it helps instead of you going to the doctor, which doesn't seem to be the answer I'm, that we're doing. I'm not going to the not going to the doctor. Number one. Number two is this would be one thing if like we had a lot of, of people text in. Like Hudson yeah. said, we just had one person text in. It you was I think it was Ray, up? and Ray was like, "Oh yeah, drink pickle juice or eat, <laughs> eat pickles." It wasn't like a multitude of people. Well, one so, feels right. I don't know. Yeah, Ray <laughs> seems are you to know what he's it? talking about. I'm yeah. not sure if I'm ready to take that on because I've never had. Actually, I've never drank pickle juice. Number one. But Number, you've had a pickle, and it's the same. It's acci- just vinegar. Yeah, I've, I've accidentally eaten a pickle a time or two. Never out of choice, I would say, unless it was fried. Well, pickle brine is kind of, like, supposed to be good for you. Like, people, like, uh, athletes and stuff, in for, like, if you're in keto, uh, if you, instead of, like, having Gatorade, you need to replenish, like, your sodium and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. You go straight for the brine. Some people do that. So it's a that. very good yeah. thing for you. And someone in the Jersey Shore would drink it, too, so it's a good <laughs> endorsement. My question is, like, when you say brine. What do you mean? That's the, like, the liquid. It just means like you soak it in it. Yeah. Okay, so that's just the like the pickle juice. I mean, there's yeah. lots brine. of different brines it's out there. It's what makes the cucumbers pickles. Okay. You know what they call uh, the ocean? What the, do you call it? The salty brine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, you yeah. Can, if you're like a pirate or whatever, you just get out there, you're in your boat, and your boat's just soaking in the brine. Now listen, got it. Pickle juice can help with your gut bacteria. It's got probiotics. It's beneficial to your overall health. So I absolutely believe maybe it'll help possibly your tonsil vein. It's just so weird that it didn't mention that, oddly enough, in your in your diagnosis. Like, it can help your stomach. It's it can really help your good. kneecaps yeah. and your elbows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oddly enough, not your throat. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten there yet. I'll find oh, someone yeah. Yeah. who says that. I'm There's sure definitely a blog on, out yeah, there Yeah, on somewhere. Reddit, I'm sure it says it somewhere. So should I try one? Like, do I just eat a pickle? Yeah, I think you're you supposed eat to eat a couple and then maybe drink the pickle brine and just go like, la, 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 just gurgle it. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. It seems like a lot to ask. Well, I don't even do eat pickles wanna, as is. Do you want to feel better? I do want to feel better so badly. It doesn't what feel you like you do. What are you willing to do? No, I, I, I will. That's what I, you never you're realize. you're not at the bottom yet where you're really. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to try it for you're, sure. Yeah. Okay, well go get a cup and uh-huh. we'll pour you a little, a little sippy sip. It's going to be terrible, but I'm going to do it because you never know like how nice it is just feeling just average. Without yeah. having the pain. Until you really feel bad. It's not that I feel bad, my throat just hurts Oh, you can so hear badly. it too right there. I'll grab yeah. a fork and a little cup. Up and we'll uh-huh. get you something. Yeah, oh, great. We'll be uh, we'll be right back Come with Isaiah. Come on up to the bar. Let, yeah. me, yes. let me get you a nice drink. <laughs> Tell us about your problems. <laughs> the riot promise is that they'll always have an opinion on everything they talk about, but that doesn't mean any of their opinions will make sense. This is the riot on Radio U. Breathe deep, guys. Uh, to smell the I pickle juice. Oh, I can smell feeling it. properties. <laughs> I can smell flowing it. through my body, and I won't touch the stuff. So. I bet you, like in the old time days, it was like, oh yeah, you had a burn, or you had a, a wound, yeah. or you had something, and like just put brine on it. it was, yeah, just squeeze a little pickle on it. It'll make it was you feel either better. leeches or brine. Yeah, pickle brine. Which one do you want? Well, and again, a lot of people chose the pickle brine. We are trying to heal um, Isaiah's tonsil problem. We think it's not even diagnosed. Undiagnosed tonsil issue. I think you'll be fine. And so everybody in that meeting won and a few people online.
Brian said uh, brine juice from pickles will yeah. help us. Why don't you just uh, brine see, yourself? See, I've that. already made like a grave mistake, and I realized that as I sat down, but there was so little time left. I have nothing to like chase it with. Uh-oh. So like if, if it tastes it bad. It is the chase. No, but it's not the chase. <laughs> I need like if I'm going to like eat this, I know more than likely I'm not going to like it. Yeah, you're not going yeah. to. Oh, you can't Except, say but that. Wait, I will tell you, if you like pickles, this is these Grillo's pickles. They're fresh. They're really good. Like, they they taste, everybody's like, wow, these taste like they were just made. And I'm not sure how long they How could they've you been. tell? With, with pickles, that sounds bad. No, but it's like a crunchy, like, fresher taste. Oh, It's okay. really, really good. Uh, I, and so the brine's good, too. It's I, got a lot of dill. I think there's a chance you'll like it. You think so? Yeah. I like fried pickles. You Does like it fried resemble pickles. that at all? Yeah. Nope. 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 Okay. You, you might like it. So should I eat a pickle Lots or should I drink the juice? Like, like what, how should I do it? Why don't you eat two pickles or three? Oh. I forget how many I put in there. You know, <laughs> this is pickles. your health. Isaiah, could you take control over your if health? If I eat three pickles, everyone should be shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would, if I get through this one. That'll be a major win for and I'm, I, I'm just nervous that I don't have water in now, here. That's try to, I'm really try to eat the pickle and let it like... Resonate? Slide down the left side of your throat <laughs> where you're not feeling good because you have a sore throat over there. Oh, no. I'm so nervous. If there's a real doctor <laughs> listening. Every doctor listening is like, I don't know what they're doing to him, but this is not accurate information. <laughs> it's just a pickle. It's just brine. It's not going to hurt you. All right, eat your pickle. Go ahead. And tell me, are they they're good pickles? They're actually very good pickles. You're not throwing up yet? Yeah. Yes. I think you like it. It actually tastes kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Really good it actually is pretty good. Look Thank that. you. Thank yes. you. Does your, uh, does your tonsil feel better? I feel I'm better already. Yeah. Actually, these I can pickles, speak again. These are really good if you just take them and I, I put just sriracha all over them and uh-huh. you just eat them with that. They're super good. Yeah, shockingly, gonna, I'm going to eat another. You're going to have another one. Look at this. Hudson, a miracle has happened yeah. here today. I feel wow. like we're we're the parents that finally... Yeah, we got him to eat it. <laughs> ...encouraged our son. Large has said, good morning. Pickle brine for sore throat sounds plausible. Oh, my gosh. This is not accurate at all. After all, hot sounds water plausible. with salt is used for gargling to help with sore throats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks for listening. Pickle brine sounds so, plausible. Yeah, so now I'll drink a little of the brine yep. and... And I don't know if I'm ready for that step. Uh, well, th- you got to just jump into it. Again, this is your I mean, why would health. it taste bad? You just liked the pickle. Well, I mean, it is a lot, but. <laughs> no, not, not it a lot. It doesn't taste bad. It's just an aggressive flavor. That's the garlic. <laughs> <laughs> and the dill. And the dill. It's like so like, uh, is it like vinegary? I don't know. It's, like, it's mostly vinegar. vinegar. Mostly oh, yeah. Vinegar. It's very vinegary then. Yeah. That's what it uh, okay, tastes well, like. You just keep drinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that. Everyone should be very impressed. Yeah, I, I two cannot, I, And I drink a little bit of whatever that is, brine. I drink some brine. Well, you I check cannot in with us stress when you start enough to feel better. how surprised I am that you ate not just one but two pickles. It was pretty good. Shockingly good. I had I, such low expectations that when I ate it, I was like, this kind of is like fried pickles. I hope there was somebody out there uh, taking bets on that. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, you know, like that had posted odds the because line somebody would have made it crazy. Oh yeah, if the, you bet on me liking it, that was you made big money. Yeah, you made that's out. right. You can retire on that. Well, I can leave these in the fridge too if you just want to have some pickles and you don't want to. You have to go get your own, but keep drinking it and then less so if you start to feel. If this better. works, I mean, uh, yet again, odds against this heavily. <laughs> I mean, we have had one person text in and say this will help me. It's plausible. What do you well, mean? Yeah, that makes sense. This, you guys text eight seven seven two radio. You for all your other. You just thought up ideas that could maybe help his tonsils. Yeah. They're going to be like, you should try this. This might work.
work, and people are going to text in just crazy things for me to try. Yeah. Or just vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe you should try cauliflower hey, next. That might help you throw. Here's an I idea. Mean. Isaiah, maybe you would feel healthier if you ate healthier. <laughs> the Riot Podcast. Radio View people have been doing. Well, they want to help Isaiah. They're yeah. worried. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> so, this has gone on for too long. <laughs> so Isaiah has had a sore throat, mostly like in his tonsil on like one side of it. One tonsil side, uh, the left. I don't know if that makes a difference. <laughs> yes. And so uh, that he doesn't want to see the doctor. <laughs> And his mom hasn't he did made an go to the doctor yet. once already, I did. too. So. Remember when I, I got tested for strep throat a long time ago, yeah. and I didn't have it. So your tonsil's been hurting since then, and yeah. you haven't done any follow-up? Well, I, w- I went the first time, and then they told me, essentially, just suck it up. And so then I was like, <laughs> all righty then. And you took antibiotics? And I took whatever they gave me. They gave me that nice gargle, yeah. which I still have. And I am using yet again, but yeah, it like went away for a while, and then now it's made the return, which mm. is just so darn disappointing. And the gargoyle isn't your tonsils uh, out. What do you? Wait, whoa, <laughs> that sounds kind of. Well, why crazy. wouldn't the doctor say that the first time? Yeah, exactly. But they looked at it the first time. First, she kind of hey, blew me off. Hey, did you go to your doctor or where did you go? Oh, I went to CVS. Okay. <laughs> and she like blew me off. She was like, "Well, you know, it looks like you're fine." And I was like, oh, yeah, I am probably fine. That's You're supposed know. to go to your doctor. See, I, I went to a doctor, and she, <laughs> she essentially told me. Was she a doctor? Me, was she like a practitioner? I'm not or? sure her label. <laughs> Did she but have a coat she on? Had, she had a little, like, um, little, uh, stethoscope? little stethoscope. Stethoscope. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Microscope. And like a badge, a name badge? Yeah, she had. She a was wearing coat. like a white gown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So she looked very professional. <laughs> oh Sounds gosh. like a doctor to me. Yeah. Uh, you know you can buy those gowns anywhere. So. Yes. <laughs> Hey, she know. had a little thing. She looked down my throat. She was like, well, that's not strep. Aww. And I was like, well, what is it then? She was like, looks like you have a sore throat. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, yes, I do. I was hoping you might tell me there's a little bit more there. Well, Isaiah's tried uh, pickle brine juice. So, like, the, the brines and pickles is supposed to, like, help with the inflammation. So everybody had a few other ideas for you. Okay. Uh, Josh said, you know, go-to cocktail called a hot toddy. A hot now, toddy. I've heard about this. Be me too. aware. Be aware, because I used to live on those for a while. No whiskey. Take the whiskey out because you don't want another issue. Oh, that's, what, that's what has the healing properties right yeah, here. So. That's the old timey part. Put yes. in the pickle brine juice instead. Oh yeah, my right. gosh. Instead of that, but instead it's just like lemon and honey and water all heated up. So like a like a hot hot tea. Yeah, basically. Okay. Or like if you okay. go to Starbucks, they'd have this thing called a medicine ball. So it's kind of like that. A medicine Which ball. Which definitely sounds like a, a shot. Well, it it's, sounds as official yeah. as yeah. the doctor you went to. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Ashley says for Isaiah, usually when your throat hurts, it's inflamed. So maybe cold things and like an ibuprofen can help feel better. Ooh, yeah. Until you get to a doctor. Uh, Ashley says, hope that uh, helps. Okay. Okay. You're Good suggestion. Exactly. Good suggestion. Good suggestion. I'll leave you with Keith. A radio personality with a throat issue is like a racehorse with a broken leg. Literally. If the pickle juice doesn't fix him, <laughs> might as well just take him out back and shoot him. Oh, my oh. gosh. Listen here, okay? <laughs> You're out. I am powering through every morning to be entertaining with this terrible throat issue. I talk all day long, and everyone should be very grateful that I'm even in here right now. Wait, what did Emily just say? I definitely don't recommend it, but you can buy a tub of fish amoxicillin at a best store. What? What? Is that amoxicillin? Is that the same? Moxie, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh my what? God. 
love that so much. Any more suggestions? Actually, uh, I no, feel I've like heard... we've gotten some, some hey, interesting those, ones. If you're not going to the doctor, but you need an antibiotic, she's saying it's there. Yeah, yeah. that's I've, the way to go, I guess. Actually, I think almost any uh, any medication you need, you can just get it for pets and then just take it yourself. <laughs> you probably can. There's definitely, it's a lot easier to obtain. I've definitely heard that. Or so. you could just go to your doctor. You could do that. See, but it's like, it's like a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to let you in? Well, it's not oh, they're going to let me close in. at like 2 o'clock. Yeah, like there's no way I'm getting an appointment today. Yeah. And I'm, you, everyone knows we're not going on a Saturday or okay, Sunday. Right. So by the time Monday rolls around, maybe I'll just feel better. Here's one last question. Yeah, because it's only been a few months. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's one last question. Do you have your own doctor? But yes, of course. Do you? Yes. What's, it, what's his do name? I need, should, should I enclose my doctor over the air? No, I don't you know. Do not have to. <laughs> but it is, a, it is sure. a family doctor. Is it your pediatrician? What? No, <laughs> never. Could it be? Maybe. But you still see your family I can tell you, doctor. Listen, I can tell you the last time I saw him was probably, this is not an exaggeration, probably seven years ago. Then he's not so, your doctor. But yes, yeah, he's still is, my doctor. <laughs> Because if you asked me, I would I'd have a name. I would say this is my he doctor. He probably is retired by now. He could be. He very well could be. We haven't we haven't caught up in a while. He hasn't uh, hasn't know, given me the checkup in a long if, time. He would so. not recognize you in public. No, today. no chance. Zero percent chance. If you haven't been to your doctor in seven years, you know they closed your account. By yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. They're like he's now he's never coming back. They he's got to be going somewhere else. Your file. You are yes. no longer on record. All right. Well, this has been fun. I I don't know what'll help. <laughs> He there's just has to go find a doctor no now. No helping Isaiah. Aww. I think there's help. I think that just the old-fashioned way, my body will just yeah. cure it itself. Yeah, it's After good. like six months. Yeah, the old-fashioned yeah. way, you know? <laughs> You'll get there. Everything you love about the riot, plus a handy-dandy fast-forward option. This is the Worst of the Riot podcast. You know what uh, is a week from tomorrow? A week from tomorrow? Yeah. Christmas? Christmas Yay. is exactly right. You passed the test. Woo! For me, I was like, one, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> How many days? What what day are we going to? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm counting them down here. And something, I don't know if anybody else has done this, but something I found myself doing is, uh, at least since last week, if not earlier, counting down the days till Christmas, which is exciting, but I'm also, but every time I think of like, oh man, we're we're eight days or seven days till Christmas, and then I think that means we're eight days till after Christmas. Oh, and it so bums me out, Aww. you know, to think about. Sometimes even for me, later on the day of Christmas, you get into the afternoon and it's like, man, this actually like Christmas is gone. It's over. It's well, just it back has, to everything normal now. It has so much lead up. Yeah. And then the lead up is so stressful. But then also the lead up is supposed to be like so perfect. It's so, and yeah. You see, hopeful, finally see exciting, your family yep. and have this magical, perfect Christmas day. And then when it's over, you're just like, OK. Yeah. And then it's just gone in a flash. And I always think it's so crazy how uh, like Every almost everything Christmas just like it's it's like it never happened on December 26th. All the stuff is out of the stores except for like the dirty, all messed up clearance section, and all the music goes away pretty much everywhere. Uh, and man, don't even get me started once you get to like January 3rd. That's like the worst day of the year, isn't it? That is. So, uh, man, it's just tough because there's Christmas, there's so much hope leading up, and then so quickly the hope just gets uh, all the hope and excitement just gets taken away. Wouldn't it be great if there was like a way to have hope through your life 
where it's not just going to get taken away because, you know, it's not just with Christmas. Sometimes it's not so abrupt, but a lot of stuff we hope for, too. Uh, we we hope and we hope and we hope and we get excited. And then eventually, like whatever we're waiting for comes along and then uh, it all it all goes away. But the great news is there is a way to get hope every single day that never that never gets yanked away from you. And that's a relationship with God, because Jesus, when he's with you every single day, he's giving you hope to get through the day to say, hey, I'm going to guide you through this day. I'm going to take care of you. I've got good stuff for you. I love you. And I want to I want to get you through today and I want to get you to the good stuff today and the good stuff that's in the future, too. And, uh, you know, it's not just stringing you along. God will give you good stuff. Jesus loves you and he is going to help you out. And so if you don't want on December 26th to wake up and be like, it's all is it's the it's worst. Over. <laughs> it's over. Uh, what am I supposed to do? You don't have to. Uh, God is going to give you that hope that you need. And all you need to do is ask, say, hey, God, uh, I really need some hope in my life. Uh, I really I want it. I don't want it to disappear when Christmas is over. I want to still have stuff to look forward to, still stuff to to get me through every single day, uh, even after the holidays are done. And he will absolutely do that for you. The worst podcast with the best listeners. This is the worst of the riot podcast. Uh, so Isaiah or Nikki, either of you, did you, uh, do you remember the Wiggles from growing up? The Wiggles? Oh, yeah. Did you like the Wiggles? Yeah, I, I used to watch the Wiggles. You yes. love the Wiggles? Yes, I love the Wiggles. What was your favorite Wiggles song? I have no idea. You don't? I watched this when I was like four years old. I haven't yeah, seen it in It didn't stick with you? Years, They're very no. catchy, some of them. Do you, do you have a favorite? Uh, I sure do. <laughs> no, you don't. I do, you too. Do I guarantee you I do. Uh, I can then, sing. Then what is it? Then what well, is it? What was your favorite Wiggle? Uh, oh, I don't know the names of the Wiggles. They I don't, have, like, I don't know the characters. Yeah, well, they have colors. Yeah, they do have colors. Uh, I don't know that much. To be truthful with you, I wasn't the biggest Wiggle fan. <gasps> uh, I had aged out of the Wiggle demographic a little bit. Too but, smart, too good for them. Yeah, yeah right. it's too good for I the was Wiggles. Too, too old, I, guess. I moved on to like SpongeBob already. <laughs> by the time the Wiggles came around, but no, my uh, I did have younger siblings that did listen to a lot of Wiggles, so I retained some of the Wiggles songs. So uh, you know, like. Hot potato, hot potato, <laughs> hot potato, hot Aww, potato. It's like we're at a concert. They're not very hard to rem- memorize because they, uh, they're you know, they're not they're very complex. Children. Yeah, uh, but were uh, they were they Australian? I the think, yeah, I think they. They are. were something, something like that. Okay. Yeah, they are Australian, I believe. So the Wiggles now, the Wiggles are uh, they're trying to branch out to a, a bigger audience. They're back, to, not just for children. They can be for adults too. Can't they? I guess. What do we need to learn from them? Uh, well, I don't know what, how much they're going to be teaching you, but the Wiggles have uh, a new album coming out, March 11th, 2021. It's called Rewiggled. Oh, no. And, oh, that's catchy. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know came up with that. Rewiggled features. Yeah. It, it's a double album. Half of the album is current artist covering songs by the Wiggles. Yeah. So maybe they'll invite me to be a part of it, to sing Hot Potato. Well, you're uh, on the list. Yeah. Uh, but they also, they also, the other half of the album is them covering pop, uh, like, classic songs. So they're doing Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. Oh, no. Umbrella by oh, Rihanna. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Wait, what was the thing when the kids would sing the songs of, like, the current? Kids Bop? That's Oh, it's kids this has got to be wiggles. way better than Kids Bop. It's just Wiggles. I don't know. 100%. I literally don't know. I don't know if it's even better. No, oh, it wiggles. definitely is. You can uh, preview it now if you want. They've got uh, the preview of Bohemian Rhapsody is available. 
So if you want to check that out. Thunderstruck you know on air. Yeah. I want to tell you, it's like when on Netflix you click on one thing that you didn't mean to, and yeah. then your suggestions are just wrecked yeah. for in the future. Mm-hmm. The second on Spotify you're clicking on the wiggles. Yeah. All your stuff's <laughs> going to be messed up, all right? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Some of these are, are pretty pretty wild. I think some of them must be Australian groups because the yeah. ones of like current bands, I don't know any of those. I literally do not know a single popular or you know like popular or current artist so I don't think that is here. covering them uh that that I've ever heard of but, did someone uh, do the hot potato song yeah yes yes they did yeah, who's was doing that uh DZ death rays oh, no. <laughs> they well, he guess... she whatever they I don't know anything about DZ death rays one person is it a group they're I'll covering a group, it's a group. hot potatoes. I'm sure of it. Well, now you can't do that one, yeah. but maybe if you remember another Wiggles thing. I'll, st- I'll just put out my own cover. I, it's fine. I just need to be associated and with them in any just way. Hot potato, hot, hot potato. potato. And then another verse is cold. And, and you have to do the dance with it cold spaghetti, <laughs> cold spaghetti. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How recent? How recent have you uh, have you heard this? Like 15 oh, no. years ago, probably. I, you don't I don't know. know. Isaiah, he remembers everything. I like, do. He absolutely remembers everything. It's a little bit odd. It just seems like that's so like, for me, I couldn't name a song, a verse, and what they even look like. But now that I see them, I'm like, okay, I do kind of remember them. You remember them. the yeah, Wiggles? I do yeah. Remember them. There's, some, there's the song, the, one of their popular ones is the Big Red Car. It's like, beep, beep, <laughs> something, something, Big Red Car. You, you remember that? No. I say, like, do I? I don't remember it at not all. Not like you do. I don't think I remember anything from the show. I, or oh, the I shows. remember the apples and bananas one. You do? How does that go? A, a, apples and bananas. Oh, I liked it. Yeah, right. That, yep, you're right. I, know I didn't that even one. remember that one. Yep, yep, you're totally right. Okay, totally right. You can't sing anymore. Is that a Wiggles original? Did they come up with that? I don't, I don't know that? if that's a Wiggles original. If it is, it, kind of, it caught on. I think it is on the uh, It's on the album. I'm looking at the rest of the songs that are, you know, Wiggles songs originally, and I, to be fair, I don't remember any of the rest. No, the fruit salad song. Oh, no. Fruit salad. <laughs> yummy, yummy. yummy. Yeah, See, I remember that one. I remember that one. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> End the segment. End the segment. Can I get stuck in very, your brain? I'm Enough. very excited. March 11th, everyone. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'll let you get, you just download that one. Rewiggled. Okay? Pre save, pre order, <laughs> shop.radio.com. I, I hope this is the last time we talk about the wiggles on the show. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Hudson sees the glass is half empty. But get this. He thinks a glass half empty is good. The Riot. Radio U. Uh, So, Nikki, I always love learning about Guy Fieri. Yeah. He is. He's his own man. He is. You know, he has his own way of living life. He's got his own hairstyle, his own... (laughs) His own way of dressing, his own fashion sense. Sure. He's just, uh, he's a different kind of person. Honestly, I feel like, okay, so we look at maybe other celebrities mm-hmm. and they're all like, to us, maybe more put together, more more modern, yeah. more like, uh, just like, I don't know, just something else. Yeah. And then you find out very disappointing things about them. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's a lot of those. And then you look at Guy Fieri and everybody used to make fun of him, mm-hmm. but he's like some 
like he's really the nicest guy. Yeah. And he raises a lot of money for people and he does a lot of good things. So I maybe didn't like Guy Fieri as much uh-huh. a few years ago, but I've totally changed my mind about yeah. him. He's, you, he seems like a really good guy. But do you like watching his shows or no? Uh, my parents would watch. Yeah. Oh, the diners, yeah, right? one, like the drive-in places, yeah. they used to watch Man, that. Man, how can you not? It's just one of those things. You put that on and who's going to be upset sure. that you're watching diners, drive-ins, and dives? Well, uh, you know, you might see Guy Fieri and think that he has a certain way of eating, especially if you watch diners, drive-ins, and dives. You're probably thinking, this guy just eats grease all day long. Barbecue, <laughs> burgers, deep-fried pizza. But he just did a recent interview with GQ, uh, call, uh, part of their Real Diet series, if you want to go find it, where he describes how he actually eats. When he's not filming? Yeah, when he's not on, uh, on camera. And it turns out it's uh, actually a lot healthier than you might have come to expect. I think it has to be in order yeah. to be able to live through filming. That's true. <laughs> well, and and when you get so much of that food, uh, you know, routinely for free and, all, you know, like on the show when you're forced to eat it, yeah. maybe that takes a little of the fun out of it uh, when you just have to, when you're just trying to find something to eat for yourself. There used to be another show a few years ago. Oh gosh, what was it? Where the guy would go to a place and eat their food competition thing. Oh, what was man uh, versus food? That right? one. Like he, yep. he's always been pretty uh, transparent. Where that that almost did him in. Yeah. And then finally, it kind of ruined you. Towards the end of the show, he wasn't eating the food competitions <laughs> anymore. Like they kind of changed their format. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if they travel around and do these shows, they can't eat like that all the time yeah but so he, what does he like to eat then he says that he's a big salad fan so he eats a lot of salad he really likes sushi and he loves uh he says all kinds of asian food particularly thai food mm-hmm. is what he will go to and he says that when he's not filming he cooks at home as much as he can he doesn't want to eat sometimes out. he'll cook like way like just uh a, a bunch of different stuff, and then I guess maybe they just eat off of leftovers. That's not fair, Because <laughs> he just can't make up his mind. He can cook. Yeah, right. It's well, too hard for us. It is. You wonder about it, though, because he, he owns restaurants. He's, He's a, a professional chef. Uh, but you wonder sometimes if, peop, if like, uh, you like to leave work at work, you know. My dad worked at a greenhouse. He didn't like to come home and do gardening and oh, landscaping. Sure. It's so why, does Guy get all of his cooking out during the day? It's why when you're in radio, sometimes you go home to silence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> people people meet you in real life. You're like, why are you so quiet? Mm-hmm. Because this is my chance to be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he says uh, he, he does not do that. He, he does a lot of cooking at home. And with his, uh, his two sons, one of his sons does eat the way that you would expect uh, – Guy to eat where he thinks pizza. He says he thinks pizza is a food group. Well, good what for guy him. Says. Yeah. So who knew? Even even Guy Fieri's healthier than you expect. I guess uh, to not that he has the greatest physique, but if he was truly eating the <laughs> all the barbecue I, and deep fried pizza that we expect, sure, he probably would uh, would look a little worse. It seems like he likes the baggy shirt style. Yeah, <laughs> so right. He's just probably he's hiding him. something. He's hiding, hiding a little everything. bit. Yeah, he's, I'm sure he's perfectly fit. Uh, one more thing about uh, about Guy Fieri, you didn't know. If you're looking for hot takes on the day's most important news stories, uh, you're in the wrong place. You're listening to The Riot on Radio U. Uh, we've got football. It's a it's a massive weekend for football. Is it? It's so huge. I, uh, I think huge. <laughs> Somehow I feel like Hudson's tone is telling me something different. No, it's a huge, potentially large 
uh, weekend of football in mostly the NFL, though. If but you're everybody's a college, sick. Yeah. Yes, there's a uh, a pox hanging over the over overhanging the games for this weekend. Yeah. Which I I wanted to ask uh, Isaiah particularly. What do you think the odds with so many players testing positive, players, coaches, everybody testing positive for uh, COVID-19 and having to sit out games this weekend? What do you think the odds are between now and the rest of the season that any NFL game gets canceled or postponed or anything like that? In my opinion, unless next week goes terribly, terribly wrong with COVID. like As in like this Sunday and Saturday? Yeah, unless like Monday comes out after these games and there's a ton more people who test positive, which Uh could happen. Very very well could happen. I just don't see them them doing it. If they're not going to do it tomorrow for... For the Browns game, where we right. said twenty three guys, we pretty much don't have a quarterback. But do you think that I don't think they will? Do you think that people are just a bit more understanding? Like, hey, give your team a break if yeah. everybody's yeah. off the team for I, this weekend. I think uh, definitely Isaiah seems to have that attitude for the Browns. Yeah, where I it's think a built-in excuse if they miss the playoffs. So it's like, hey, what are we supposed to do? We're missing half our team. Yeah, all the yep. big players are all gone. I, yeah, sadness. I feel that uh, for my team, the Green Bay Packers, they have an advantage now over the rest of the league as these uh, they already had they already had an outbreak fairly recently and and on top of that uh at least for this week i guess it's an advantage they're the smallest market the smallest uh town in all of professional sports so while you're uh in cleveland or baltimore or new york city or la where people are constantly coming and going you know Mm -hmm. the people that you may come in contact with May have come in contact with somebody else, may have come in contact with somebody else who could have gotten the virus, and this thing spreads like wildfire. Whereas in Green Bay, do they even have an airport? Like, you know, like, you can't be sure. They are not getting people coming in and out from out of town to it's Green Bay contained. doing international travel or anything. So they're, they're pretty isolated, at least for this week, as of course they interact with other NFL players as possible, but. Uh, this week, man, they're they're safe and sound. They're safe at home. Yep, and okay. uh, I think uh, I think the Packers they stand to uh, benefit. Didn't Green Bay say once, like even for home games, they're required to kind of stay in hotels and kind of stay together? Yeah, yeah. kind of to stay yeah, away that from is people. The, uh, that is the unvaccinated protocol, I do believe. So. Yeah, they uh they they're pretty isolated there, but now I think uh the odds of any game again Isaiah's totally right. If they were going to cancel or postpone any games, this weekend would be the weekend because the Browns and the Rams both particularly have basically like half their teams out. Mm-hmm. So if the NFL wanted to do a game, it would be this weekend and they're they're not only are they not canceling the games, they're relaxing some of the testing to get players but, or, you know, like making it easier for players to get back in the game, which means they don't want to. They yeah. Un, under no circumstances want to have to postpone anything. Aw. So uh, that means. Sadness yeah. for me. If you think, though, that's what's good is maybe you're the player that never got to play. Yeah. <laughs> now this weekend. <laughs> We're going to see what you got. Yeah. yeah. Let's see what you got. That's get ready, Nick to bring, Mullins. To bring in like the third or fourth or fifth option for uh-huh. a position. Or if you're a coach who never got to coach this right. weekend, also your chance. So. Uh, with all that said, what are we looking forward to this weekend? Because there's some really big games. Uh, of course, tomorrow the Browns do play the Raiders, 
for Isaiah with uh, with the Browns missing so much of their team. Fortunately, they're going up, as we've mentioned, against a team that just sucks. So they still have a chance. We still have uh, an opportunity to win, even, possibly. Even with all their players at 100% yeah. health. Yes. Uh, <laughs> then you have a bit a very big game. The Patriots against the Colts is tomorrow night. So that's a big one right there. The Patriots could have a real shot at, uh, well, sticking at that number one spot in the AFC. Of course, the Packers and Ravens. Uh, is going to be a big one. And then you get Saints-Buccaneers for Sunday night. So, I mean, almost every game has playoff implications this weekend. And even the one that doesn't, Jaguars and Texans, you get to see how the Jaguars do without Urban Meyer. So. I'm most curious about that one. Yeah, we and you've got, t- really, football starts today with the college football ball games. You've got three full day, four, because you got mon- mon- Monday night football. Four days of four football. Four days of football. Four days in a row. I mean, five we had last night. It's all football, <laughs> yes. all the time. It never it never ends, and that's just the way we like it, baby. <laughs> that's enough of that. For more Riot content, head to riot.radiou.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Inizio della parte 2 della puntata che era quella parte 1 e ora è puntata 2. Puntata 2 perché due. in realtà voleva essere una puntata 1. No, è impossibile unica, ragazzi. Non, è impossibile. È impossibile. Far impossibile. tutti i Metal Gear in una puntata è stata una cosa che è stata no. troppo anche per noi. Questa saga è troppo boku. Esatto, è quindi troppo andiamo boku. subito con la sigla. Maledetti! Giochi. Ed eccoci, parte 2, amici, ma siamo sempre noi, sempre noi, no, noi Gabriele. Io sono Marco. E io sempre Emanuele. Sempre, sei sempre tu che fai Emanuele. Sì, e tu sei sempre Gabriele. Sì, vabbè, magari la prossima, prossima volta stagione ci invertiamo. Ci io io facevo Marco anche prima, però non l'ha notato nessuno. Eh, ad ogni <ride> modo... Sciocco. Ad ogni modo, ci eravamo lasciati eh, con, eh, con appunto Peace Walker, ovviamente ricordiamo i nostri ascoltatori se si fossero sintonizzati solo adesso eh, che eh, la prima parte la, di, di questa di questa viaggio, di questa epopea, eh, noi abbiamo iniziato a parlare di Metal Gear Solid e, ah. l'ultima, l'ultima volta appunto ci siamo salutati parlando di Peace Walker esatto. e eh, da qua eh, ripartiamo in, in un ordine che è più legato a, alla cronologia eh sì, diciamo. sì. e infatti eh, andremo a parlare dei, dei capitoli Ground Zeroes e Phantom Pain che insieme fanno Metal Gear Solid 5 esattamente Iniziamo col dire un paio di cose. Già con Peace Walker, eh, data la dimensione del lavoro per la realizzazione, si era pensato di utilizzare il titolo Metal Gear Solid 5, eh, cosa che ovviamente non non è successa perché eh, non è stato chiamato così, (ride) proprio perché il il titolo viene messo da parte per il capitolo successivo. 
Nel 2012 alla Game Developers Conference Konami annuncia il nuovo motore Fox Engine e fa comparire nel loro stand una locandina in cui facendo il verso allo zio Sam, mm-hmm. Big Boss lancia la sua chiamata alle armi affinché tu, giocatore, faccia parte del prossimo Metal Gear Solid. Pagherei oro per avere quella locandina. Eh, Anzi, ma, ma voi immaginatevi, immaginatevi lo stand Konami. Mamma mia, Ma cioè, noi siamo andati, perdonatemi, alla Games Week di Milano e, e non c'era neanche lo stand Maledetti Giochi. Cioè, eh, che vabbè, questo che... sarebbe un po' come lo stand Konami. Eh, vabbè, senso, sì, siamo lì, siamo lì. Come dimensione. Perdonami. No, ma figurati, anzi, a me fa piacere perché almeno... Mm? 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 <ride> Pochi mesi dopo venne annunciato il nuovo capitolo Ground Zeroes, che prometteva di essere una sorta di prologo di un nuovo capitolo ancora. Ciò che segue nel dicembre dello stesso anno lascia stranito il pubblico che vede pubblicare dalla, dallo svedese, dal team svedese Moby Dick Studio il trailer di un gioco chiamato Phantom Pain. In cui ci sono un po' di cose che non tornano Che fanno insospettire Kojimata alert Esatto Un protagonista particolarmente somigliante a Big Boss Mm Eh, Pensate La grafica in linea con l'appena presentato Fox Engine Proprio dalla Konami Ok Il nome del fondatore di questo fantomatico team svedese Joachim Mogren ma a noi ci interessa Joachim Era curiosamente l'anagramma di Kojima Ma no, sta roba È assurdo È la Kojimata suprema Assurdo Ma la Kojimata più grossa è quello che succede dopo Perché alla GDC del 2013 Ogni dubbio, se ancora ce ne fossero Venne risolto con una scena assai teatrale In cui Kojima letteralmente calandosi una maschera rivela di essere lui ovviamente certo. il, il Joachim eh, e annunciava eh, che The Phantom Pain era il sottotitolo di Metal Gear Solid cioè, ma tu... 5 scusami ti ho rovinato il Metal ma Gear Solid ma tu pensa essere lì con Kojima che si toglie la maschera pazzesco ma e tu pensi di vedere un tizio con gli sì. zoccoli di legno <ride> E invece no, no, era svedese, era quindi svedese, un, era svedese. Che, che ne so, che mangia boh, ali, salmone. <ride> e invece Madonna, ti, magico, ti trovi... Magico. Io mi sarei tolto le, le mutande e gliel'avrei lanciate. Ma probabilmente qualcuno e l'ha fatto. sarei in galera. Dovremmo andare a guardare i video I che video. ovviamente ci sono. Eh, tra l'altro eh, in tutta questa, questa cosa Ground Zero ovviamente era eh, per l'appunto il, il prologo di The Phantom Pain. Eh, il costo di 80 milioni di dollari eh, per il nuovo <ride> capitolo faceva sì che... Eh, boh, cioè, eh. È un titolo ambizioso. Quindi, ricordiamo co- che per, per il eh, Sons of Liberty ne erano stati stanziati 8. Ah, 8. 8, sì, 8. Eh beh, cavolo, cioè, sono già... Sa, cioè, sono tanti. Eh, no, per l'epoca erano già tanti, adesso... Cioè, oh. in lire, poi quanto era? Eh, eh. Bisogna fare per 1936,27. <ride> eh. 
Eh, hai ragione. Comunque, eh, Kojima eh, intendeva realizzare quindi il più grande Metal Gear Solid fino ad allora, eh. che poi sarà quello e basta, nel senso che eh, sì. poi chi lo sa, ah. boh, nel senso, ovviamente... Ma guarda, con il nostro culo quando uscirà questa puntata annunciano <ride> Metal Gear Solid 6. E mi ha fatto pace con la Konami esatto. nel frattempo. <ride> Comunque, partendo dalle, dalle, da, da delle ambientazioni open world enormi, enormi. Eh, e liberamente esplorabili, con una libertà di gioco e di approccio alle missioni ancora non vista eh, nella no. saga. Centinaia di missioni, quindi, eh, che, che possono essere affrontate con estrema libertà eh sì. ed iniziamo quindi a parlare anche di critiche perché ovviamente Cosa? Oh, le critiche oh, le critiche ma basta. Ground Zeroes esce nel dicembre del 2014 dopo diverse battute d'arresto nella produzione che a mente fredda riusciamo a facilmente a ricondurre ai conflitti crescenti tra Konami e Kojima eh, sì, un classico non ti stai muovendo comincia a far uscire un pezzo eh, esatto, madonna che poi è il, è il disastro del, del, dei videogame questa eh, cosa esatto. Nel senso che ti batte l'arte. il tempo, eh, questi mecenati maledetti. Eh sì. Non bisogna, non, l'arte e, la, e l'amore non, 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 non you can tarry videogames. <ride> Comunque le critiche furono poco originali, in realtà eh, prima sui ritardi di pubblicazione, <ride> poi sul fatto che Ground Zero fosse troppo breve, <ride> che in realtà fosse più simile a una lunga demo. <ride> per cui si chiedeva un prezzo non ragionevole mm, vabbè. effettivamente è breve Ground Zero è, è sì, corto sì, però c'è soli, solito cioè, basta già che funzioni detto. non è importante esatto. che sia corto ragazzi Bravo, se lo sai usare va bene che è corto Boh, io ho sentito dire così. Al pubblico occidentale invece non piacque il fatto che il doppiatore non fosse più uh, David Ather, uh, che venne sostituito da uh, Kiefer Sauterland. Cioè, manco l'avessero sostituito tra l'altro gli stronzi. Sì, infatti, solo che ovviamente uh, c'è sempre un motivo per, per lamentarsi, certo. e perché uno vuole che le cose rimangano sempre le stesse, ma e la vita non è così. Lui. Ma infatti, cioè, mh, in ogni caso caso la realizzazione dei giochi avviene nel mondo reale ragazzi quindi gli anni passano eh, sì. le cose si evolvono non possono rimanere sempre le stesse eh, che cazzo comunque phantom pain esce nel settembre del 2014 sì, nel, nel settembre del 2015 e viene considerato un titolo emozionante e un capolavoro dello stealth ovviamente ma è... anche se in molti non sono d'accordo perché in molti sono teste di cazzo sì, ma scriveteci, no, dai, sto scherzando non no. è vero Scriveteci Avete il vostro indirizzo, grazie. Sì. <ride> Avete bisogno di una mano, semplicemente. Ad ogni modo, eh, nonostante in quel periodo ci sia stata la rottura def- definitiva tra Konami e Kojima, eh sì. eh, Konami eliminò eh, la Kojima Production e cancellò il nome di Kojima dalle ristampe del gioco a seguito dei conflitti mai davvero compresi tra Konami e Kojima. Mm. Ragazzi, correggetemi se no, sapete. No, è... Sì, sì, è così. Eh, non si sa non se si sia sa. stato licenziato perché o in realtà gli ha chiuso lui. Studio. Non si sa se se, se ne sia andato. Se... Mm, non, non si capisce. Glielo chiederemo quando ce l'avremo ospite. Sì, sì, l'ho um, sentito l'altro ieri. Eh, non volevo spoilerare venire. nulla, ma dovrebbe Grazie. raggiungerci Ciao qua video. proprio a casa mia. <ride> 
E eh, che dire quindi, la cosa carina è che nonostante questa rottura Ideo non si tirò indietro nella fase di promozione del suo ultimo lavoro in Konami, spinse parecchio Phantom Pain partecipando ad eventi ed incontri eh, anche con i fans. Non è il suo interesse. Eh certo, perché comunque è sempre... Eh, cioè, è la sua opera, è, è il sempre suo un figlio suo, eh certo. anche se c'è il divorzio, comunque i figli esatto, sono, sono sempre tuoi. Eh, infatti. Anche se poi ti tolgono il nome dall'etichetta. Mamma mia. Eh, parliamo della trama di Ground Zeroes. Ok, cerchiamo di contestualizzare. Marzo 1975. Eh, Kazuira Miller eh, riceve una richiesta eh, di ispezione della Mother Base da parte dell'Agenzia Internazionale per l'Energia Atomica in seguito all'acquisto di combustibile nucleare. Dal momento che sulla Mother Base c'è il Metal Gear Zee, eh, o Zik. Dotato di una testata nucleare, Big Boss e Miller rifiutano la richiesta. Cazzo, no, no cioè... non ci siamo. Dove dobbiamo nascondere? Dove nascondere? Perché sei in mezzo all'oceano? Ma dove lo metti? Purtroppo è ingombrante. Tuttavia, lo scienziato Ui Emmerich non è d'accordo e acconsente all'ispezione, poiché. Uh, se appunto il, la IEA sì, la, la IEA l'agenzia, l'agenzia IEA, appunto, IEA Vabbè, tu sei bravissimo, internazionale eh. per l'energia atomica confermerà uh, che uh, i militari sans frontiers mm-hmm. uh, non hanno armi nucleari e sì potranno presentarsi al mondo come un semplice esercito privato Messi di fronte ad un, ad un fatto compiuto, Big Boss e Miller non possono far altro che, com- che cominciare quindi i preparativi per l'ispezione. Tutti gli armamenti devono essere portati a terra e il Metal Gear Zeke nascosto sul fondale dell'oceano. E speriamo che non lo vedano. Eh, speriamo, <ride> perché effettivamente cioè, è e grosso. Qualche giorno dopo Miller riceve notizie di, di Paz, ehm, Ortega Andre, Andrade, Paz. Paz Ortega, sì, per gli amici Paz della Paz. puntata scorsa. Eh sì. Che dopo gli eventi di Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker era andata per morta. A quanto pare è stata salvata da un pescatore che l'ha trovata alla deriva dei Caraibi e adesso si trova a Camp Omega, un campo di prigionia a sud di Cuba sotto il controllo dei Marine e degli XOF. Io ho sempre detto XOF. XOF. Ma io eh, le sigle le leggevo dritte Ma sì, sicuramente un acronimo quindi Sì, no, ma poi era Xof, tutto vabbè, in inglese tutto. C'era sottotitolo, io lo leggevo dritto Esatto Un gruppo, appunto, gli XOF, XOF Sono un sì. gruppo paramilitare Comandato dagli, da Skullface Grande Skullface Che si chiama così perché deve Per missione uccidere Fox ah. I membri della Fox Esatto eh, poiché Paz è, è l'unico collegamento che Miller e Big Boss hanno con Cypher eh, Snake decide di andare a liberarla dopo l'ispezione dell'AIEA Bravo Ma le cose vanno diversamente Chico Hola. Sempre personaggio di Peace Walker Esatto, invia una richiesta d'aiuto a Big Boss <coughs> Dicendo di trovarsi prigioniero a Camp Omega eh, Dove era andato per um, tentare di salvare Paz 
Si tratta chiaramente di una trappola, ma Snake non ha scelta, lo sa che è una trappola. Cico potrebbe parlare e rivelare l'esistenza dell'atomica, così senza eh, aspettare l'arrivo dell'ispezione Snake va a, liberate, a liberare Cico e Paz. Voilà. E quindi diciamo che eh, questo è... Hai trovato il finale di Ground Zero, è importante. Eh, sì, porca troia. Quanto? Viene praticamente distrutto tutto. Sì, infatti, un bel disastro. E quindi nulla, diciamo che a grandi linee io mi fermerei qua su, per quanto riguarda Ground Zeroes, eh, che appunto è il, è il prequel del titolo vero e proprio. Esatto. Del giocone del, Il prologo diciamo, prologo e prologo, del, esatto. del gioco vero, vero e proprio diciamo. Quindi eh, Andiamo ad analizzare un minimo La trama di Phantom Pain Che, che appunto non, non desidero Entrare troppo nel dettaglio Magari faremo un'analisi Più dei personaggi Per, sì, per sì, capire sì, meglio sì, sì. Eh, ne, vale, ne vale la pena Esatto. Allora parlando della trama Il gioco si apre eh, ad Outer Heaven la nazione paramilitare creata da Big Boss in un futuro ehm, imprecisato mentre in sottofondo una battaglia in furia poi la storia torna al presente con il Big Boss in ospedale nove anni dopo gli eventi del Ground Zeroes quindi sono passati nove anni nel frattempo Big Boss eh, si risveglia dal coma in un ospedale di Cipro <coughs> ascoltando The Man Who Sold The World mamma mia tra l'altro cover di Mijur Ah, cioè il pezzo che, che ascolta ah, è vero. Era, la, era tra, tra le tante versioni che esistono la cover di Midge Ur che era il chitarrista degli Ultravox e, e anche e, ed è oltre che ed è, esatto ed è super anni 80 super eh, anni, sì. è un pezzo che trasuda anni 80 è bellissima la cover sì, andatevela a sentire e sì anche Breathe che ricorderete per... per la pubblicità dello Swatch, dello Swatch che tra esatto. l'altro ebbe il vero successo dopo due anni dalla pubblicazione proprio perché era stata utilizzata nello, nella pubblicità Pensa dello Swatch sì, sì, sì. e questa non era scritta come quello che ho davanti adesso andiamo avanti dicendo che eh, a sorvegliarlo c'è un dottore Evangelos Constantinou a Cipro, Greco, giustamente, sì. è cipriano Cipriota. Cipri- Ciprense Cipriota Che gli mostra una radiografia completa del suo corpo In cui eh, al suo interno sono stati trovati 108 frammenti di varia natura Da pezzi metallici a frammenti di ossa e denti umani Infiltratisi eh, in seguito all'incidente L'incidente Al- è perché effettivamente gli esplodeva una bomba a distanza cazzo. zero quindi... Altro che Alcuni pezzi di metallo sono presenti anche vicino al cuore e al cervello e gli hanno provocato diversi danni. Il suo braccio sinistro è stato amputato, cosa che eh, manda Big Boss in shock. Diverse settimane dopo l'ospedale, dopo, eh, appunto, l'ospedale viene attaccato eh, dall'unità XOF, ufficialmente l'unità antiterroristica, controllata da un individuo Cypher Zero, che irrompe nella struttura e stermina lo staff medico. Un agente della XOF riesce quasi ad eliminare Big Boss, che viene però salvato dall'intervento di Ishmael, un uomo dal volto bendato che afferma di aver vegliato su di lui durante i, nove, eh, i lunghi nove anni di coma. Eh sì, sì. Tra l'altro la scena in cui lui si trascina è fuori dall'ospedale è cioè, straziante. Lui esatto. senza un braccio, che prima Con non una muscolatura inesistente, esatto, perché ovviamente sembra di coma. 
sembra Christian Bale l'uomo senza sonno esatto, esatto. senza il braccio che si trascina mamma mia esatto che male e appunto in questa fase nella confusione Snake incontra anche un ragazzino eh, dall'area molto familiare che eh, controlla un uomo di fuoco che sembra Volgin eh sì Volgin o ah, Volgin lo sapevo l'avrei sbagliato io, no anche io dicevo nella mia testa lo leggevo Volgin Vol- Volgin Vol- però è Volgin Volgin. Intanto i due fuggono dall'ospedale servendosi di un'ambulanza, ma la loro fuga si interrompe quando il veicolo si ribalta a causa di un'esplosione. Snake, risvegliatosi dall'impatto violento, si libera dal veicolo, ma Ishmael è sparito. In quell'istante incontra eh, Revolver Ocelot, eh, ora conosciuto anche come Shalashaska. I due ex nemici fuggono a cavallo, inseguiti dall'uomo di fuoco in sella ad un cavallo in fiamme. Sì. Dopo essersi salvati, Ocelot eh, rivela che è stato Katz, eh, vicario di Big Boss, eh, a mandarlo lì e, eh, e lo informa che è prigioniero in Afghanistan. Quindi effettivamente l'Afghanistan è una delle aree dove, dove si svolge eh beh, sì, parecchio tutto... della... quasi, sì, mh, almeno un 60% mm. probabilmente dell'azione um, andiamo uh, ad analizzare quindi i primi uh, cioè i, mm. i personaggi ovviamente uh, la, l'azione come, come abbiamo già detto si, si svolge in diverse parti del mondo principalmente in Afghanistan ma andiamo ad analizzare uh, i personaggi nella fattispecie um, Punish Venom Snake che è il nostro protagonista uh, Chiamato anche Big Boss o Boss, tuttavia eh, col procedere del gioco si scopre non essere lo stesso protagonista di Metal Gear Solid 3, eh, Snake Metal Gear Solid, Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes. Nel 1975, durante gli interventi di Ground Zeroes, fece parte della squadra che assistette il vero Big Boss nella ricerca di Chico e Paz. Quando fu distrutto il loro elicottero, eh, si parò davanti a Big Boss per salvargli la vita. Particolare che lo contraddistingue è un vistoso pezzo di metallo nero conficcato sopra il suo occhio destro, che sembra un corno di un demone. Una volta eh, ripresosi dal dal coma, Venom Snake insieme a Ocelot e Miller comanda eh, i Diamond Dogs. I Diamond Dogs... Eh, nuova forza paramilitare simile ai Militaires Sans Frontiers eh, di, di Peace Walker, eh, ma che adesso non seguono nessun ideale. Eh sì, puro... In seguito diventa comandante in capo dello stato fortezza di Outer Heaven, eh, fondato dal vero Big Boss. Eh sì, 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 sì. Tra l'altro il corno che poi si allunga. Eh. Esatto, sì, è una cogimata. Cogimata. So, bellissima. Giustamente sì. Tu rimani coperto di sangue senza farti docce. Quanto gente ammazzi, il corno diventa più grosso. Più. Eh sì, Perché esatto. ti avvicini sempre più a un demone. A un demone. Eh sì. Un altro personaggio fondamentale che appunto scopriamo all'arrivo sulla Mother Base è Miller, vicecomandante di Big Boss e suo fidato consiglieri sin dagli eventi di Peace Walker dove egli stesso ha svolto un ruolo cruciale a origini giapponesi e americane è lui che gestisce la strategia operativa e gli affari della Mother Base oltre ad individuare traditori, spie e persone avverse al suo esercito Nella missione a Camp Omega, 
ha dato a Snake utili consigli via codec. Successivamente, durante l'assalto alla Mother Base dei Caraibi, ha tentato invano di fermare l'invasione nemica, uscendo nel contrario profondamente ferito, sia nel corpo che nell'anima. Eh sì, che poi lì. nel futuro diventerà anche il maestro di Solid. Eh sì. Perché esatto. nel primo Metal Gear abbiamo un... Poi scopriamo finto Katsuhira Miller, che è il suo maestro, che gli dà... Che era McDonald eh, Miller. No, eh, McDonald McDonald's Miller. Si McDonald's. chiama Kazuhira Cas- certo. McDonald Miller. Esatto. Ovviamente parleremo anche di Ocelot, abile eh pistolero, riconduce Venom Snake sul campo di battaglia, salvando Venom Snake a Big Boss dall'ospedale dal, di, di Dachelia eh, sotto richiesta di, di Zero, eh, fornisce al vero Big Boss una moto e una nuova identità per fuggire e far perdere le sue tracce. Successivamente, seguendo il piano di, Big Box, di, Box, di Beatbox... Beatbox... <ride> di Big Boss <ride> supporta Venom Snake e Miller per far credere al, al mondo che sia il suo fantasma eh, che il suo fantasma sia l'unico e vero mh, mercenario leggendario ricco di buoni consigli e di lungimirante saggezza sarà una delle spalle principali durante le missioni di Venom Snake e gli affianca Snake e Miller nella gestione della nuova Mother Base supportando Snake anche più di quanto faccia Miller gestisce la rete di spionaggio del Diamond Dogs e si occupa degli interrogatori oltre a questo come sempre eh sì, come sempre esperto di tortura eh sì, molto bravo oltre a, a questo fornisce supporto tattico via radio insieme a Miller durante le operazioni sul campo quindi noi lo sentiremo molto spesso di origini russe conosce Big Boss sin dai tempi di Snake Eater quindi da più tempo di Miller personaggio cross saga sì, sì è uno dei, dei pochi che c'è, c'è praticamente per tutta la saga cioè tutta. non appare in Peace Walk sì. è, però nei Major nei Major c'è, c'è sempre, c'è sempre. Mm. cioè Ocelot è il filo è uno dei fili eh, eh sì il Yui. prossimo personaggio che andiamo a trattare è Yui Emmerich come Yui Lewis in the news mm. però qua è Emmerich in seguito all'attacco di Mother Base, alla Mother Base, venne rapito dalla XOF per lavorare ad un progetto segreto, ovvero un nuovo Metal Gear. Come il... tutti gli Emmerich deve lavorare in Metal Gear, come eh tutti sì. gli Emmerich della eh saga. Sì. Tra l'altro che il Metal Gear nuovo che aveva un nome tra- tragico da, da, da pronunciare. Mm, Shailanthropus. Bravo. Madonna, mamma mia, e, e, ci ha eh perso sì. l'idiotria leggere. Il primo che si può, eh, che può sorreggersi su due piedi. Eh sì. Poi avremo il Rex più avanti. Eh, vabbè, poi sì. il Re. Però a livello, diciamo, cronologico in quegli anni eh, appare essere il primo sì, che esatto. era. Katz eh, sospetta che abbia accettato la falsa ispezione eh, di proposito in modo da eh, aiutare la XOF a distruggere la base. Viene cercato da Katz per nove anni, finché una volta trovato viene mandato Snake a prenderlo per interrogarlo. Nonostante tutto dirà di non essere colpevole, cercando di dimostrarlo più volte all'interno del gioco. Ricordo che la scena dell'interrogatorio di Emmerich era... Pesante, Era pesante, forte, sì, molto sì, forte. Sì, me la ricordo. Ma andiamo a parlare di Cypher Zero. Cipher. 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 No, lui, lui lo leggevo bene. Cipher Zero. 
vecchio amico di Big Boss eh, Cypher è considerato uno dei nemici principali e lui a muovere la fila del mondo, del mondo intero le file del mondo intero Snake e Cazza aizzeranno una vera e propria guerra contro Zero e la sua organizzazione incolpato di aver distrutto la Mother Base in realtà si scopre che ai tempi di Zero era gravemente malato e che quindi il vero colpevole potrebbe essere Skullface non si sa dove si trovi anche se Skullface riesce a scoprirlo alla fine di Ground Zeroes grazie a Paz ma parliamo appunto di Skullface Skullface che aveva Skull questa Face. faccia eh, a ah, Skull è un cappello bellissimo eh sì molto elegante molto Livan Cliff molto Livan Cliff sì. è vero Avrei voluto averlo anche io. Ah, te lo regaliamo a comprarlo. Ma ah, sì, ma vediamo, dai. Ad ogni modo, Skullface è il capo della XOF, un'unità antiterrorismo di Cypher. Probabilmente di origini ungheresi, venne terribilmente sfigurato in seguito ad un attacco ai danni del suo villaggio ehm, ordinato da Zero. Fu l'unico a sopravvivere all'interno della fabbrica che andò a fuoco e venne in seguito torturato dai soldati. Non è risaputo quale sia la sua vera identità, né se sia già apparso in passato e non è ancora chiaro quale ehm, il eh no, perché, eh, perché vogliamo uccidere Big Boss. Ha una visione delle cose filosofica, come ad esempio il suo discorso su un mondo senza lingua franca eh, in cui tutti sono liberi. Uh, Ovviamente c'è una ragione perché all'interno eh, del, della storia ci imbatteremo eh, con un virus. Che eh, è legato sì. proprio a, a una lingua e che andrete eh, sì. a scoprire se, se giocherete, se non l'avete ancora fatto. Questa, questo era veramente un plot magica, sta sì. cosa. Eh. E tra l'altro il, le supposizioni sulle origini di Skullface, effettivamente, se andiamo a guardarle, sono abbastanza legate a questo fatto. Comunque, Quiet, eh, Dio mio. Quiet. Quiet, possiamo tranquillamente annoverarla come il personaggio femminile migliore, più bello e migliore del, della vita. No, era, era già The Boss, ah, no, no, giusto. poi c'è Sniper Wolf, in Metal Gear ce n'è tanti. No, no, ragazzi. infatti. Hai ragione, hai ragione. Parliamo di Quiet. Parliamo di Quiet. Quiet è una cecchina apparentemente muta che aiuta Snake e Diamond Dogs nonostante questi ultimi inizialmente siano contrari alla sua presenza nella base <ride> eh vabbè ma perché vabbè, secondo me è letale erano altri tempi saponette che cadono e ma... si confonde la sua mira eh, infallibile deriva dal fatto che ha una percezione dell'ambiente tridimensionale totalmente diversa da quella di un semplice essere umano tanto da riuscire a far passare un proiettile attraverso lo spazio tra una pala e l'altra dell'elica di un elicottero in movimento che scena quella in effetti c'è una c'è proprio una, 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 sì, sì. una scena dove lo fa, fatto, lo dove fa. Lo fa. Eh, una sua caratteristica eh, che è che non ha bisogno di uno spotter dato che mentre mira con un occhio eh, con l'altro può osservare l'ambiente circostante come di end carissimo di end non ha bisogno di nutrirsi ma solo di assorbire acqua o se lo spiega boss che utilizza lo stesso principio alla base della fotosintesi sì, come una pianta un fiorellino un fiorellino Quiet. è un angelo è meravigliosa ogni suo fucile ha un nome particolare ad esempio perversa mm-hmm. o oh, perversa perversa <ride> Eh, insomma, era meravigliosa e ricordiamo interpretata da, da Stephanie Justin, 
grandissima, bravissima attrice olandese, olandese. che però in realtà adesso vive in Giappone, mi pare. Sì, sì, sì. In Giappone. E... Che salutiamo. Che salutiamo. Perché ci segue. Ciao Steph, eh, nei miei sogni. E schmacklek. Esatto. Che vuol dire buon appetito in olandese. Buon appetito. <ride> Giuro. Poi vi spiego anche perché. Oppure potremmo anche dirle Hode Mungen, mein Schönheit. Ebbie lecker geschlafen. Gradisce una colazione continentale? Più o meno. <ride> Posso lustrare le scarpe a lei e a suo marito? <ride> no, in realtà vuol dire un'altra cosa. Se volete ve lo dico. Dicelo. Vuol dire ciao tesoro, hai dormito bene. Uilà. Può tornarvi utile, amici di Maledetti Giochi. Andiamo avanti. Dovrò spiegare come mai lo so. No, no, no. no. <ride> Facciamo un'altra puntata. No, infatti. È arrivato il momento di parlare di Elai. Mm-hmm. Soprannominato White Mamba. <ride> Già. È un bambino soldato, con un carattere irrequieto che si scontra con Snake, il quale tuttavia lo accoglie alla Mother Base. Per via dell'aspetto e dell'età, ma soprattutto delle sue eccezionali abilità di combattimento, Miller e Ocelot sospettano che sia figlio di Big Boss. Pieno di odio verso gli adulti, guiderà ehm, il Shaelanthropus. Allora, prima l'ho letto bene, adesso non è. partito... Contro Snake, entrando in simbiosi con il terzo ragazzo e poi fuggirà dalla Mother Base a bordo del Silanthropus, vedi adesso un po' meglio, portando con sé gli altri bambini e gridando «Non sono come te, addio padre, non mi servi più». Perché? Perché non sono come te, addio padre, non mi servi più. Perché? Perché Miller Perché sospettano che sia avevano... Perché noi sappiamo che è lei. Eh, avevano vagamente ragione. Sì, esatto. vagamente. Perché è lei, non è niente, Altri... nient'altro che Liquid Snake. Eh. Pum. Gesù. Infatti, biondino, capelli lunghi, proprio come Liquid. Mamma mia. Eh sì. Che cose affascinanti, eh? tutti questi capitoli eh, capiremo perché dopo parliamo del quaccio. Comunque, Treti Rebenok. Treti Rebenok è un ragazzo dotato di poteri paranormali che è stato sottoposto a studi ed esperimenti da parte dei sovietici, i quali lo chiamano terzo ragazzo, appunto come citavamo prima nella parte di Eli. La sua mente eh, può essere facilmente influenzata dai pensieri delle altre persone, perciò il ragazzo ha sempre indossato una maschera antigas nel tentativo rudimentale eh, ed ingenuo di isolare la propria psiche. Durante un volo verso Mosca, però, Treti è passato vicino all'ospedale in cui era ricoverato Venom Snake proprio al momento del suo risveglio e l'intensa volontà di vendetta di Snake ha risvegliato i poteri sopiti del ragazzo. Treti è infatti in grado di captare emozioni, desideri e pensieri di una persona, specialmente quelli malvagi come rabbia e vendetta, e di amplificarli al punto di renderli capaci di influenzare il mondo fisico, dando luogo così a fenomeni paranormali come la psicocinesi. Durante questo processo non è il ragazzo ad avere il controllo di tali poteri, ma la persona di cui egli ha captato i pensieri, perciò le sue azioni sono dettate dalla volontà di tale persona, i cui desideri si materializzano proprio grazie ai poteri di Tresi. Esatto. Tra l'altro lui è, è, è tipo un personaggio super centrale, eh, perché porca miseria. anche lui lo rivedremo nella saga. Eh sì, eh, cioè l'abbiamo visto il nostro amico nella saga. Psycho Mantis. Esatto. Eh sì. Che ficata. La sua maschera ecco come Ocelot ha conosciuto tutto Porca il team del, del primo Metal Gear. Esatto. 
E quindi nulla, in buona sostanza questo. Eh, penso che, eh, che la cosa più logica da fare in questo momento sia iniziare a parlare appunto del quarto capitolo Che è quello che chiude in realtà come storia tutta la saga ecco, Esattamente poi, ehm, Proprio in coda perché la missione è parlare di tutti i Metal Gear Citerò un altro paio di titoli di nicchia Citi, certo. citi Però vediamo prima Vediamo prima Guns of the Patriot Ovvero eh, Metal Gear Solid 4 Che cronologicamente chiude Tutto Cioè quasi tutto E, e il quarto capitolo però eh, Torniamo centrali Sul nostro amato Bene amato Solid Snake siamo nel 2008 questa volta perché appunto è uscito su, su PS3 Metal Gear Solid 4 e, e a detta dello stesso Kojima è un gioco che ha fatto fatica a stare dentro un disco solo questo per farvi capire mi ricordo la sequenza di installazione più lunga della, della vita, vita. Snake che fumava mentre si installava <ride> il gioco e durava tipo durava, un'ora uh, è vero e, e tra l'altro aveva anche dei tempi di caricamento tra un... e no installava per non dover fare i caricamenti però, era proprio eh, però erano sui 120 secondi i tempi di caricamento tra un, come dire, tra un capitolo e l'altro era, era enorme ma lo sappiamo che Ideo, eh, Ideo la, la, la tecnologia stava, stava sempre stretta mm. no? la tecnologia del tempo e, qui gli eventi hanno luogo nel, nel 2014 Troviamo appunto di nuovo Solid Che è invecchiato veramente male È invecchiato male perché Mol... non doveva invecchiare Mol... Ci cioè, sono passati eh, tipo dieci anni Sono passati dieci anni ma eh, l'aspetto, eh, l'aspetto è di Solid Snake vecchio. È quello di un uomo di 70 anni, sì. 60 Ma anche sì Eh sì, è invecchiato sì. di botto eh, lo troviamo capelli bianchi, bianchi baffi eh, insomma è un simpatico anziano a livello di gameplay comunque il gioco presenta delle novità già fighe perché il bello di Metal Gear amici è che ad ogni uscita può essere più forte più debole il gioco magari il 2 è considerato il più debole però a ogni uscita ogni Metal Gear c'è sempre una novità di gameplay, c'è sempre qualcosa che Kojima introduce e che svolta. E questo è il bello, cioè è una delle cose belle della saga. In questo caso eh, le piccole chicche meravigliose di, di, del, del gioco sono in parte l'equipaggiamento. Perché su tutte io ricordo la mimetica, adesso non ricordo come si chiama, la Octosuit. L'Octosuit, Octosuit. E Octosuite perché come una piovra appunto tu dove ti sdraiavi sul tipo di terreno quindi avrebbe fatto comodo a, a Snake in Snake Eater dove ti sdraiavi eh, la mimetica ottica prendeva la, la texture del terreno perché questa era un'evoluzione proprio era un'evoluzione, del, del, eh, del certo. gameplay di Metal Gear Solid 3 ovviamente spostato avanti negli anni non potevi dire ti devi vestire con la mimetica ti tigrata Ah, io un qualcosa che non fa ottica, fichissima, mi ricorda proprio figa da vedere. Poi c'è la benda sull'occhio, perché qua Snake ha, tutte gli, ha tutti e due gli occhi, a differenza di, de, dell'amico The Boss, però eh, indossava proprio questa benda che era ultra tecnologica, che faceva da binocolo, visore, marcatore, no? Tut, tutta roba che gli dà tra l'altro Otacon, che, che, che ha disegnato eh beh, lui, il suo, loro due sono una squadra dai tempi certo. di Metal Gear 1. E poi ti ricordi l'adorabile Metal Gear 
Mark 2 se non ero, o Mark II, che era un piccolo, una versione in miniatura del Metal Gear che tu potevi comandare come una macchinina radiocomandata e far girare tra, fargli fare delle azioni, aprire, disinnescare, eccetera, eccetera. Potevi anche stordire dei nemici con una scarichetta elettrica, era comodo, molto comodo in certe situazioni. E viene rinnovato anche il combattimento corpo a corpo il CQC e vengono aggiunte diverse finalità diciamo perché eh, a sto giro tu puoi combattere con l'intento di mh, stordire, uccidere o interrogare il nemico era, era molto figo potevi carpire delle informazioni poi gli potevi fare delle domande questo uh, ti rispondeva tipo ci sono altri nemici nel, nella base? Uh, sì e, allora, e poi lo, lo ammazzavi no, io non ammazzavo quasi mai nessuno tu io sì io avevo un animo comunque dal punto di vista tecnico invece Guns of the Patriot era eh, strabiliante perché di nuovo siamo su PS3 ma ragazzi cioè, le luci, le texture sono, sono wow quando le vedi e, 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 sopra, e le cinematiche sono, sono di nuovo cinematografiche Era stato per l'ennesima volta criticato Metal Gear Solid mm-hmm. 4 certo, come, no. come tutti Metal Gear Ma questo in modo particolare perché sì. c'erano tantissime cinematiche Ah, troppe cinematiche Tant'è che Emanuele è stato così, di, nuovo, ha di nuovo ottenuto un Guinness dei primati Quello per la sequenza cinematica più lunga in assoluto Il finale Il finale, Il finale Io quando l'ho finito 71, ho dovuto annullare un impegno 71 minuti Sì, è lunghissimo, bellissimo tutto, ti passa Penso che sia una cosa che, che Kojima Fa ha rinnovato anche, anche ultimamente. in Death Stranding Sì, <ride> sì peccato che è 71 minuti, però prima avevi giocato In Death Stranding sono 71 minuti, ma prima sì, non ma avevi non giocato Ma magari, giocato. ma un'ora... <ride> Ma 71 minuti no secondo me è un'ora e mezza eh. sì no è lungo lungo è, è veramente lungo anche in Death Stranding comunque io mi sarei anche un po' rotto il cazzo di, 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 di dire quanto Kojima sia, sia fuori classe però ragazzi cioè lo, lo è cioè, non voglio passare per il fanboy però no ma è oggettivo che cosa gli vuoi dire cioè, il, il quarto capitolo Insomma, Guns of the Patriot, che poi, vabbè, eh, sì, è il quarto capitolo, è, è, è una festa sensoriale, cioè ti, ti, ti appaga. A me, onestamente, giocandolo mi ha appagato, perché tutte le chicche di Snake, che è in grado di capire la presenza dei nemici dai rami, da come si muove il vento, può capire le emozioni, insomma... Cioè, sono son cogimate ma io, io, io le adoro e poi la colonna sonora cioè, ascoltatevela, andatevi a cercare Metal Gear Solid Vabbè, tutte, 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 tutte. ascoltatevele e ditemi se non è una colonna sonora da, da big movie allora in Guns of the Patriot il bello è che troviamo tutti i personaggi che abbiamo tanto amato, che abbiamo citato, però è proprio un raduno delle medie, con con Snake che ha 60 anni, gli altri ne hanno solo 10 in più. È un raduno, una festa del liceo, però però piacevole questa questa volta. La missione nel 4 4 è è semplice, trovare Revolver Ocelot, alias eh, Liquid, perché adesso tra l'altro si fa chiamare Liquid Ocelot. 
e sì, cioè ormai il braccio di Liquid ha, ha preso il sopravvento sulla personalità di, di Ocelot poi vedremo in realtà cosa, cosa succede e, e, insomma e ormai è Liquid cioè Ocelot, e c'è il corpo di Ocelot ma la testa è li, di nuovo Liquid Snake è tornato ritroviamo Campbell e ritroviamo sua nipote Meryl che avevamo incontrato nell'uno e che avevamo amato nell'uno le volevamo bene a Meryl soprattutto la sequenza in bagno dove si cambiava e in realtà si scopre poi che Meryl non è la nipote di Campbell è la figlia e nel frattempo Campbell vi ricordate nel 2 quando avevamo citato eh, Campbell e Rosemary che parlavano nel codec a Raiden che poi non erano loro era l'intelligenza, era l'intelligenza artificiale Campbell si è sposato con Rosemary la ex fidanzata di Raiden ma, ma, ma si stronzo oltretutto hanno anche avuto una figlia pare non è non, non, non è corretto non è corretto è scorretto <ride> insomma senza star lì a stare a raccontare per filo o per segno la trama e facciamo un piccolo tributo come abbiamo sempre fatto ai boss perché qua il gruppo di boss sono i B&B ovvero le beauty and breakfast. The bed and breakfast no le beauty and the beast che sono questo gruppo di donne bellissime bellissime che però avevano avuto un trauma durante la guerra quindi erano profondamente segnate mentalmente segnate e erano sì, erano particolarissime erano particolari Beh, sicuramente erano un po' giù di tono rispetto è stato criticato eh. perché, erano di tono, perché effettivamente non erano calate e caratterizzate come nei precedenti capitoli no. però non so proprio esteticamente per come esistevano secondo me erano bellissime e praticamente erano tutte donne soldato, giovani Bellissime E questa è la parte beauty del nome eh sì. Tutte soffrivano di disordini da stress post-traumatico Dovuto alla guerra Quindi non per forza perché fossero dei soldati Ma perché magari gli era morto il marito Gli certo. hanno ucciso il padre Mentre lei era in casa e vi dicendo E vestivano queste armature Tutte diverse, esoscheletri enormi Che le rendevano delle combattenti pericolosissime okay? E qui c'è il beast tutti i nomi sono combinati tra l'altro con i precedenti membri di Foxhound Quindi mm-hmm. abbiamo una Mantis, una Octopus, una Raven, una Wolf come il primo Metal Gear Metal Gear 4 è un tributo a tutta la serie eh, sì. cioè, C'è un punto dove arrivi anche a Shadow Moses cioè, È una roba meravigliosa, <ride> è veramente un wrap up completo della saga Lo è e tra l'altro quando le sconfiggi è possibile tra l'altro vederle perché l'armatura si smonta e per qualche secondo diciamo qualche, no, qualche minuto mi pare continuano a vivere ma le fai fuori eh, de- brutalmente devi, anche se non devi. vuoi come al solito io non volevo e, ed è, cioè, sono parti particolari poi c'è tipo Drebin il mercenario sì. che dice no ma perché in quei due minuti però tu li hai liberati dal loro ma dramma smetti la Drebin che abbiamo fatto no, Drebin, un casino l'hai fatta fuori, l'hai fatta fuori. Oltretutto eh, Mantis, no, quel, insomma, Screaming, quella, Mantis. Screaming Mantis, eh, che affronti tipo dentro un'infermieria, se non ricordo male, o comunque, eh, eh, se tu la inquadravi con la fotocamera, lei si metteva in posa, Facevi del, faceva delle pose kawaii, 
molto, molto giappe. Sì, sì. sì ma le, le sono classiche. Le, cla- le, le cogimate. Le, Come le, la inquadravi con la camera. Faceva... Meryl, si incazzava. Esatto. Lei si metteva con le dita il segno della vittoria. Era, cioè, vabbè, sono, le, sono le cogimate. Vabbè, abbiamo già parlato. Però le vicende di Guns of the Patriots sono fondamentali per capire il nodo cosimiano. È vero che è un grande tributo, però eh, qua ragazzi si, si risolve tutto. E, e infatti possiamo considerarlo il gran finale della saga di Solid Snake. Sì, che poi e... alla fine fondamentalmente scopri che tutti a loro modo stavano cercando <coughs> di portare avanti l'ideale di The Boss. Esatto. Però compreso, secondo loro, cioè The Boss era così carismatica che tutti stavano cercando di... Cioè Big Boss, Major Zero, chi più ne ha più ne metta, stavano semplicemente cercare, cercando di fare quello che The Boss, secondo loro The Boss voleva. È una eh cosa sì. drammatica. Drammatica. <ride> e, però sì, è il, è, il, è il gran finale, sostanzialmente. È... Tra i protagonisti c'è il tanto discusso Raiden, insomma, nel secondo capitolo. Qua diventa un personaggio sì. di, di spirito, Tra carattere. Guns of the Patreon ha proprio mh, ha avuto il ruolo fondamentale di scagionare Raiden. Di scagionarlo, esatto. Cioè, lui appare in Guns of the Patreon come appariva Grey Fox eh, prima, quindi completamente esatto. ricostruito, un robot, un ninja, un cyborg, ninja un cyborg, ovviamente ninja. di anni dopo è una roba fighissima. Con i capelli bianchi. E quindi tutti quelli che odiavano Raiden... Comunque lo vedi e dici, minchia, Raiden, figo. Ed è un personaggio fatto e finito, parla, e, uh. um, cioè non è sfigato come nel 2, che non, lui stesso non sa Vabbè, cosa Ma c'aveva 12 anni nel 2. Esatto, così figo, che tra l'altro è stato realizzato un gioco spin-off proprio su Raiden. Ma va. Sì, esce Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, sviluppato Revengeance. niente proprio di meno che da Platinum Games, quindi oh. dai papà di Bayonetta e compagnia bella. E, il gioco è un action game. Non, mm-hmm. è, non è un gioco sullo stampo classico inizialmente l'aveva iniziato a sviluppare Konami ma poi appunto l'ha fatto Platinum e impersoniamo Raiden che è ambientato ah, 4 sì, anni dopo molto, molto carino in realtà è stato sì. passato un po' in sordina ma secondo me era fatto Merita. molto bene poi aveva questa modalità taglio che quindi decidevi come tagliare i nemici per poi Veramente, estrapolargli la roba ninja. era una roba sì. Sì, si chiama il Blade Mod tipo è un altro di quei giochi della saga che secondo me se non avete giocato avete modo... Si può recuperare. È divertente, se vi piacciono gli action game, spacca. Ecco, vedi Raiden, cioè, era fichissimo. L'esoscheletro di Raiden nel 4 era... E in, cioè, in io Rising ci farei... è ancora più evoluto. Se ne avessi la capacità manuale farei, ne farei il costume, farei il cosplay. Qualcuno l'ha fatto. E la cosa importante comunque di Guns of the Pedro, oltre a chiudere tutto, è che si scoprono poi tutti gli altarini. Quindi troviamo personaggi come Big Mama, sì. che altri non è che Eva, Eva di Disney Keeter. E si scopre chi cazzo sono sti Patriots. Finalmente, sì, insomma, sì, poi se, no. se, se, sapevamo già. Però. Il concetto. E tra l'altro la scena in cui Big Mama cerca di salvare il cadavere di Big Boss, ti ricordi? Dove c'è Liquid che gli dà fuoco, dà, dà fuoco alle spoglie di Big Boss, perché era riuscito poi a, a trafugarle, ed è straziante, perché c'è lei che si butta sul cadavere in fiamme, sui resti, perché poi non è neanche più un sì, corpo sì, umano. Resti, era, insomma. Sono... 
e, e si butta sulle fiamme per, cioè per, per spegnerle sulle fiamme di, un, di, di resti di un cadavere e ricordiamo che Eva è la, la, la madre sì, dei, dei, dei due fratelli dei, sì, dei vari fratelli dei, dei tutti i cloni sì, esatto, di tutti i cloni e quella scena era pazzesca comunque tutto il gioco è, è, un, è un crescendo di, di emozioni e di rivelazioni appunto come hai detto tu prima si torna a Shadow, Mesi, a Shadow Moses e pilotiamo, pilotiamo Rex. Cazzo. Perché noi, perché a un certo punto Liquid prende il Ray, il Metal Gear Ray, quello del 2, e noi per contrastarlo usiamo Rex, che era la versione sfigata. Quindi c'è un combattimento epico, come epico è, è Raiden Cyborg Ninja che si letteralmente sacrifica pezzi del suo corpo perché si taglia un braccio per salvare Snake due volte cioè la cosa più da samurai del, del mondo, mondo dei videogiochi cioè mamma mia Raiden quanto ti ho amato lì e comunque poi facciamola breve tutte le vicende poi culminano no? ad Outer Heaven dove si sferra, i buoni sferrano l'attacco definitivo a Liquid che ormai ha il controllo di GV dell'intelligenza artificiale e anche qui c'è ragazzi, c'è Snake Meryl e Snake che combattono contro l'unità Frog, mi pare si chiamasse e vengono di nuovo salvati da Raiden che era morto cazzo, era morto, schiacciato e torna senza braccia brandendo la spada la katana tra i denti cioè devastante devastante e poi c'è la scena del corridoio a microonde non so se ve la ricordate era sì, super sì, suggestiva c'era questo corridoio dove un corpo umano sarebbe maciullato da, dalle microonde chi va? va Raiden. insomma poi il gran finale culmina con quello che aspettavamo da anni ovvero lo scontro tra Liquid nel corpo di Ocelot e Solid Snake allo stremo ormai perché è un anziano distrutto dalla battaglia da tutto quindi cazzottoni perché eh, come vuole la tradizione cosimiana cazzottoni liquid contro snake e oh liquid è sconfitto i patriots sono sconfitti la scena finale che molti hanno criticato perché uh, si vede che Kojima non voleva chiudere ragazzi la scena finale è, cioè ti, ti vuoi veramente mettere a piangere c'è Snake vecchio ovviamente al cimitero davanti alla tomba di The Boss e vuole, vuole uccidersi sostanzialmente vuole, vuole suicidarsi perché comunque sarebbe morto a breve a causa del, del virus anzi eh, si vuole suicidare proprio per evitare che il virus venga diffuso e viene interrotto si sta per suicidare viene interrotto da chi? da Big Boss è ancora vivo porca puttana ma l'abbiamo visto bruciare la sua e salmetta invece. e invece no è stato ricostruito con i pezzi di, 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 di vari soldati di vari cloni cioè, un casino no la salma che Liquid aveva bruciato era quella di Solidus il clone perfetto, il terzo gemello Big Boss parla con Snake e niente parla non a Solid Snake ma a David che è il vero nome di, di Snake appunto e lo invita a vivere i suoi ultimi mesi da uomo libero gli dice il mondo sarebbe un posto migliore senza serpenti 
e poi muore colpito da, dal Fox Die e quindi Big Boss aveva vissuto tutta la vita Tutto il tempo. da soldato e muore da padre ah. che cazzo ma come fai a criticare una roba del genere ma vabbè Capolavoro. ragazzi questo era Metal Gear insomma poi spin off sì, saghe canoniche titoli per Game Boy, titoli per PSP strategici, mm. robe del genere è però uscito di tutto tendenzialmente però è una saga che si è dipanata per 30 anni eh, praticamente, sì, praticamente sì da quando siamo nati nel 86 eh sì. e che dire oh, io vado a rigiocarmi tutto 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 quanto tutti i 71 minuti di, di cinematica di, di Guns of the Patriot mamma mia che, che, che impresa epica che impresa eh, epica speriamo di aver reso giustizia in due puntate cioè, insomma e comunque non sarebbe no, non, non, basta, non, basta, non, non basta non ce no. ne rendiamo conto abbiamo amici, fatto tutto molto di corsa però secondo me abbiamo fatto una bella panoramica amici ecco. ci yes. vediamo la prossima puntata e Insomma, siamo auguri quasi, quasi a Natale. Siamo quasi ormai. a Natale, eh, quindi sì. passatevela bene. E noi ci prenderemo una piccola pausa natalizia, insomma, canonica. Sì. Sì, Ma poi ci rivedremo con nuovi giochi, nuovi format, nuove, nuove, emozioni. nuove emozioni. E quindi anche a voi e famiglia. E anche a voi e famiglia. Maledetti giochi. Sigla. Maledetti giochi. episode please leave us a review on itunes previously on the blood soaked rose so the sections of the city are divided by walls you have to pass a gate from the temple quarter the poorer quarter to the trade quarter i'm here to trade wares shouldn't you be in little mahakam we have a contact inside let us throw you can stand aside yes you want to inconvenience me sir talking to people is sort of my profession you want to talk to this fellow i'd like you to verbally combat this us guy. elves are not terrible Right, but I'm sure you as a human are, and you would know the quality of this this fine vintage. Knife is that you can buy us off with a little bit of wine. I've had enough of this. Hang on, hang on, turn around. Oh yes, sir. That smile. Oh Did you just do that? If we can stay at this Vard's house, the amount of guards we should be seeing should hopefully be minimal. Briok! Yes, it's me! I hope it goes without saying, Cooper. We're not here. Bring your cart into the uh, into the warehouse before you detach your horses, uh, and you have a, kind of a small area at the back that you can kind of make your own 
I don't know, we set up your bedrolls. Yeah, and- we, we set up bedrolls. There are tents. We'll unpack those and, and yeah, set up bedrolls. Yeah, very simple, simple. Could probably I- make a, a table from, you know, a, a crate and a few planks. If yeah, you want we've got to- a, I've got a tarp as well, which we, we might hang as a bit of a divider. Yeah, good idea. Good just idea. To give, yeah, just to give go. some privacy. What do you yeah. need a divider for? Just to give us some privacy so that people don't accidentally look in. Right, right. You know, people will come and go, you know, yeah. over the days. Um, so I'm you're more pa- concerned about them looking at a box of wine and being like, that's easy Ooh. to lift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have all your supplies yeah. in there. So, yeah. I, yeah. I don't care it. about the mage and the witcher. If I, can <laughs> I lift care a- about the wine that can if be picked up. If I can lift up. a barrel, I can lift some wine. <laughs> as, I'm rich. <laughs> as, Aurelius, as we kind of like start setting up and, and we start putting things together, Aurelius will take off um, his coat he might just find like there's like a little crate to the side. He'll just pop his, mm-hmm. his coat on there and just right. So we at least have a number of days that we can go here undetected for at least for the time being. We need to find out where Razine is, and I would prefer it if we could find out quickly. I don't fancy her chances in being able to leave this city, but well. Never trust a mage, I guess. Will she be wanting for anything to recharge her powers or spell components? Uh, she's. She may already have everything she needs, at least the last time I saw her. I don't even know the reason why she's come here in the first place, and that's. I guess that's quite irrelevant at this point. I just need to know the best person to speak to and whether that is. Vard? Vard? Vard. Verd. Vard, Verd, whatever. Whether it is Verd or someone else, best we get to talking to someone. Do not mages typically hang around the the fancy people? Sorry to, to... I don't know these things. I'm not very smart being an elf and all, but it's not... A, a, would not one of the dukes perhaps know of this mage? They're, they're quite fancy people. Razine is... She's an apostate, isn't she's, she? She's not registered. She's going to be wanting to be... On the low and low as well as any of us here. There are many people looking for her and it's not just us. Maybe she could she could bargain a registration if she helped against Nilfgaard? I'm just thinking powerful people tend to attract one another. That's why I found you two. You attracted each other and also I'm here. Hmm. Well, stranger well, things uh, have happened. We can have a look. I mean, mages are no offence. Typically posh. And I like the fancy stuff. Thank you. Not slumming it in the t- in the public tents. So maybe she's gone for the finer things. In your experience, though, hunting Rosine, she hasn't really doesn't really have a public face. No, she often sort of goes. She's spotted going somewhere, and she's spotted leaving. She doesn't sort of mix with high society, That's lodge exactly sorcerers it. or anything like that. More so she than, tends to be self-sufficient and quite sly. Yeah, more so than, like, even more so than us, she tries to keep a low profile. She it, does, yeah. It, this, is, this is someone that, that Aurelius has been hunting for the better part of three decades and has only found once before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can ask around for a red-dressed woman, but that could be any strumpet around. And any like he like goes over. You can see on his uh, um, gamison, there's kind of pinned there a red rose. It's a crimson rose that has like a white petal, just a singular white petal on it. And you can see it's still. It looks quite pristine. It's one that you've seen before, and it doesn't escape your notice that it is never withered. Find one of these. She'll be close by. Oh, that's hers, isn't it? 
Calling card of the mage. Shit. All right. Well, do you think Verd is someone we should talk to, or do you feel that we should go elsewhere? I think we should probably go elsewhere. I love Verd, but he's a cooper. His focus is on barrels, not mages. Any mm. places where rumors are gathering? Well, we can look in the lower districts, in the temple districts. We can look around the trade district. There's lots of rumors here. And I'm sure there's some other areas where the nobles keep to themselves. They would probably have some sort of parties. Powerful people attract each other, like I said. Yeah. Is there one area that we would like to start? Would we like to work together or would we like to divide our forces? I think we're stronger together. For now, at least, yes. It's one of those things where uh, Aurelius is good in high society and he can blend in well, but he's never been to Vizina before. Yeah. So mm. he doesn't know this area, so he's happy to kind of rely on one who's good at tracking and one who is well-travelled. There is a third quarter to Vizima. I know there's three quarters. Isn't that weird? <laughs> um, the the third quarter is the royal quarter. It's much much harder to get into, and that's where the the duke, the dukes, plural, are are situated and um, are uh, organizing the defense of the city. Essentially, it's where most of the garrisons are. It's where the the palace is, um, and without good cause, you probably won't get in there unless you had some particular contact or you could. You could sneak in there somehow. Otherwise, yeah, you can certainly get around town and start trying to pick up rumours and news. So what I would like to do is is do a little bit of narrative time. So you have at least three days paid up here. Yes. So you can spend three days trying to pick up some rumours. Uh, and then we can kind of go from there and we can see what you want to do, whether you change lodgings or or keep paying to, to stay where you are. Yeah. Um, so how would you like to go about picking up rumours? I think Eve would suggest that it's best to go along the ground and kind of follow where gossip and wives' tales and, and that kind of things, taverns, brothels, brothels, meeting grounds, because common people are nosy and are always in other people's business and quite often nothing kind of escapes undetected from uh from gossips, from town gossips. So something like a like a streetwise is probably what you'd want to do to draw rumours from from the common folk. I have not got very good streetwise, <laughs> but I can give it a go. <laughs> the only other, well, yeah, I've got like monster lore and trap, but tracking a mage is just a whole different thing. It's not really a Witcher activity. Um, well, we, let's go with that one first. Like, yeah, may, maybe we Maybe we do split up and like cover different... So like, you know, for example, like there are maybe like... I feel like a Witcher is going to be more at home in a tavern than say a mage dressed like mm, I am. Mm. So there might be like more better uses for different people. That's a 14 streetwise for Eve. And I think she's been through... She would have been through Vesima before. Once an, before. Yeah, it's a northern kingdom and... She's old. Well, yeah, the Dinmarv travels and it's it's a huge hub of trade. So I think she would have been through here. Uh, so there's... There's, uh, you keep picking up this rumor that you you hear that you kind of heard on your way into the city that non-human spies have infiltrated L- Little Mahakam and their their Nilfgaard's black ones are all amongst the people there. Whether it's true or just paranoia, you're not sure, but that's certainly something you start hearing. You don't hear anything about a lady in red or a rogue mage or anything like that. Nothing so far. Anything about roses? Nope. Mm. Nope. I I wonder, um, Aurelius would wonder, I don't necessarily think there would be a, a magic academy here in Vizima, but is there any sort of like kind of 
hub for for magic or any sort of area? Well, any any kind of connected mage would be in the royal quarter. Yeah, which you'd need an invite to get into. Yeah, but the dukes would probably have mages on their in their employ for sure, but they're probably in the in the palace. Would you be able to kind of wheel and deal I, with other mages? I I would be interested to see uh, whether Aurelius could uh, whether it is in a, a tavern or somewhere else get get in with like someone on a lower level of the royal powers that may need the assistance of a mage, whether that's a low level duke or a soldier that finds their way in and out, just trying to find like a gather up a relationship uh, with someone and offer his, his services, so to speak. So you uh, can find, say, perhaps like uh, a messenger boy. Yeah. Who runs runs in and out of the, the royal quarter and the trade district, you know, uh, running running uh, messages for one of the higher ups. You you know you find this this boy slightly too young to be a uh, to be a soldier. I, I feel Not- like Aurelius would would like kind of stay close to the royal district, and when he starts to get like a sense of like routine, and he seems sees the same boy running out and across, and like kind of yeah. he'll he'll put himself in a position where he can cross paths. Yep. With this boy, and do you want to start befriending them? He'll he'll like first. Are they are these messages um of status themselves, or are they or are they like quite? They're little orders about you know uh, summoning a certain commander to go see the duke, or uh, commanding movement of supplies, telling them where the wall needs to be reinforced. Sorry, or... my question wasn't clear. Um, the actual messengers are they. Do these like are these kids? Are they using kids from lower socioeconomic like backgrounds to do these missions, or are they from the palace? Like I'm trying. I no, don't... they're they're poor. They're poor kids. You know, they just happen happen to have enough trust. They're not. They're not the lowest of the low. They'd be merchant families. They're merchant families, so they're somewhat trusted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they, they're they middle would... class, if yeah. you will. They wouldn't necessarily be enticed by coin or food per se. Well, it's a young lad, uh, possibly. Yeah. I think he'll find like. Um, he'll be in a, a a less busy part of um the, the the city, like just like not like bustling right by the royal towers or wherever they are, and he'll kind of boy, uh yeah, <laughs> could you uh could you spare uh could you spare a few minutes for and he pulls out a bag, five crowns. Oh yes. Five crowns? Yes, I can spare a minute. Yes. Five, yes, I can. Five crowns now and five later if you could be helpful towards me. Oh, well, yeah. Best be quick. And he, like, pops the five <laughs> crowns <laughs> yep. straight into they there. They disappear. <laughs> what did he, he say? He, he, they disappear. Uh, you better speak quickly because he might run off with them. He goes, I want information about a, a mage, a woman that you've heard of, that you've had to deliver a message for, anything of that ilk. Red hair, red robes. Nope, never heard of her. Bye. And he'll, like, <laughs> he'll put his hand on his shoulder <sighs> to hold him there. Okay. <laughs> Look, I haven't heard of them. Like, there's mages in the royal quarter, but none of them are red, none of them are women. And what are, they do- what are the mages doing in the quarter currently? Well, advising the Duke, Duke Hagdron and Duke Dunnis. Oh, so so you 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 see these people and you're around them quite often. Well, in passing, yeah. I mean, I run in and out. The Duke has me run in and out all the time. Do you think you could get me an audience with this Duke? Me? No, I don't think so. Well, 
Surely someone you know could. Uh, I don't know. I just run messages. I literally, I just get called up. Here, take this message, boy. Run there. Run there. I'm nobody. Well, could you perhaps pass a message for me, please? Yep, can pass messages what I do. <laughs> Fantastic. He has a little business card, <laughs> and he'll he'll like he'll whip out a, a pad and a note, um, and he'll just oh, see, I haven't thought this far ahead on the plan, um, and he's just going to ask to, it's going to send a message to the who are the dukes that he mentioned, Duke Dunnis and Duke Hadron, uh, Duke Dunnis, Duke Hadron, uh, um, Aurelius Tarnair of Grimera requests an audience with you, and he'll give a Grimera's in Nilfgaard. Oh yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> Just FYI. And uh, you're a registered mage, aren't you? With Nilfgaard, but they don't know that. Oh, okay. They don't know that. They don't know where he is. No, no. He's sort of... You kind of rogue yourself to a degree. Yeah, to a degree. I was going to say if you... Yeah, because you can't even... Can you claim a school? I guess it'd be a Nilfgaardian school. It would be a Nilfgaard, but he'll just say... He'll just just say that Aurelius Tarnair uh, requests an audience. And, you know what? Fuck it. He'll play his hand. Re-Razine. Okay. He takes your message and he's gone. Great. Briok? Briok is going to take his horse and his caravan down into the temple district, Mm -hmm. set up uh, a small shop, Mm -hmm. and start trading. Okay. Um, Do you have a trading skill? Yes, I do. Roll that for me. And uh, while he's doing that, he's also going to try and collect some rumours. Yeah. So we'll do your trading first to see how well you do. In this game, it's called business. 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 I do business. That's a roll of 20 for my business. Excellent, excellent. Um, so uh, feel free to to uh, sell up to sort of 50 crowns worth of, of your supplies. Yeah. Fantastic. And a good, a good market rate. Good market well. rate. Yeah, so yeah. about bish for Bosch. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. What you bought it for or a little bit, little bit of profit for yourself. Yeah, for so sure. So 50 crowns worth? Cool. Fine. If we can end this campaign with Brioc operating at profit, I'll yeah, be a happy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what, <laughs> to win. that's what the merchant's here for. Oh, I don't a... need to find Razine. It's fine. <laughs> Brioc's doing well. So you're a bit of a tinker. You have bits and bobs, don't you? Some general supplies, tools. Absolutely. Wood, dried Paddywax. meats. Goodbye, yeah. soap. Soap, yeah. Oh, soap. Yeah. soap. I just sold four loads of soap and one thing of rope. Got some Great. clean boys and girls soap now. And a, did you just invent soap soap's, on a rope? Soap's difficult to make and it's quite an involved process. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely some demand for soap in a city like this. And yeah. also, we're all filthy. Like, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gritty medieval fantasy. Oh, yeah, Everyone's yeah. disgusting. I mean, a bath is its own separate service in the book. It costs mm. like eight crowns or something. So. I'm also going to sell one set of clothing. I've realised what Aurelius has done. Aurelius is working on step two and hoping that you guys come good with step one oh. that I can come to the Duke with something well so uh, that, that, that that's what he's planning you on. haven't done too well so far no alright uh, um, I've sold some soap to some stragglers who are coming in uh, I mean the city still hasn't locked down just yet it's it's uh, getting close very close yeah, yeah. and uh, obviously rope as a product for um, people who are about to start like building and yeah. soldiers who are about to start reinforcing it's just a great tool to have yeah. rope uh, and also just uh, a set of clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someone who is uh, from outside has come in with dirty clothes and needs a refresh. Doesn't want to be caught with... with Especially as now it's getting cold as well. So that's mm-hmm. right. Someone's a bit threadbare and yeah. they're like, oh, well, it's actually going to be a cold winter this year. Yeah, that's, that's right. Like and I tell them to come back because I've got some heavy cold clothes for you. 
So I'm going to um, give you a couple of bits of news for free. Great. And then rumours will we'll roll for. Fantastic. Um, so uh, Nilfgaard's army has halted their advance north and now are concentrating on encircling the city. By the end of tomorrow, they don't think the gate will open again at all. There, there'll be no in and out, because if you do, you get peppered with, with Nilfgaardian arrow. arrows. And, and crossbow. And yep. crossbow bolts. Yep. No one will come in and out. And... Uh, you do hear one person uh, worried that they heard that Redania might not be coming to Timeria's aid. They don't know if that's just people's fears speaking, but there's uh, there, no one knows why, but there's just a worry that Redania won't be coming this winter or even come spring. Briok will laugh when, when that's introduced. Briok will laugh yeah. that off. Oh, of course Redania's coming. That's silly. People are just worried because, uh, yeah, it, because yeah, it's an yeah. outlying opportunity. Yeah. The, the, the North will look after each other, I'm sure. Ev- I'm sure. Ev- the North will look after each other. Every spring someone says, oh, what if it doesn't rain this year? But it always rains. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, that's right <laughs> oh enough. That's right enough. That's I right love enough. this. I love this for you, Chris. Uh, <laughs> uh, playing a happy character? Yes. Yeah. And, and how about some rumours? What would you yes, like to use? I'd like to use my streetwise. Streetwise, yeah, go for it. That's twenty-four. <gasps> okay. My God. Some people in the non-human area, little Mac, elves in particular, people have started to notice that they're wearing red strips of cloth, or 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 red a red bandana, and it's bright red. It's not bright red yeah it's like not scarlet? faded it's not like it's not a worn red it's a red or fresh it has been yes. given to them yeah, it's a yeah. fresh red as if like a tailor or someone like someone who makes like rolls of cloth has like stripping it off ripping yeah. bits off and giving giving them to them it's cool, just cool, like cool, cool, that, cool. that someone has noticed in passing you know oh have you noticed that look, look someone there with red as well and that's a that's in little Markham. yes and that's pronounced Markham. I thought it was Mahakam. Mahakam? Yeah, which is the name of the um, main dwarven city. Great. That's why it's called Little Mahakam, because you know, that's where the dwarven bankers and, mm. and the and the non-humans in general are kind of foisted off to. We're selling novelty beards. <laughs> and that's that's in Old Vizima. No. That, no? No, sorry. Old Vizima has been abandoned. Right, sorry, pardon. This is part of the Temple Quarter. Temple Quarter. It is the right. slummiest part of yeah. the Temple Quarter. No worries. Uh, and, and has grown even more so now that it's packed. It's packed with non-humans I was going to say, yeah. Everyone from Old Vizima is packed in there. Um, and it's mainly, mainly elves. There are some dwarves in there. Um, but yeah, mainly the elven refugees have started to sort of fill that area. Mm-hmm. And yeah, someone has noticed that maybe it's a coincidence, maybe it's nothing. I swear there's a bit more. People are wearing bits of red. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, at day's end, put the cart back together, mm-hmm. take it up to the trade quarter, Yep. tuck it away, have a dinner, yep. and uh, debrief with my... Strange companions. <laughs> yes. Phil, can I retcon what my message said? What would you like to, to retcon it to? Aurelius Tarnir, Mage of Service, would like to offer his services to the kingdom. Excellent. Beautiful. Especially what... It's a, it's good, it's a good strategy for these uh, trying times. Exactly. So you're offering your services to the Duke. Yes. Did you pick one? Uh, what were their names again? Hadron and Dunnis. Dunnis and Hadron. Uh, uh, 
If you you can give me a roll for their dispositions, yes. Yeah. So yeah, you let's uh, we can revisit your note if you've had a bit more of a thought while we we're doing the other role playing. I'm very happy to to kind of to change that narrative slightly. You would like to just offer your services to he, the Dukes. He makes it clear that he's a a mage of considerable power and persuasion, mm-hmm. and he would like to offer his service. Uh, first of all, I'll get an idea on. Uh, each of them, I, he may have heard of them before potentially, or maybe the uh, the yeah. boy may have. Uh, do you have education, perhaps? I do. Education might give you a good idea about who these people are, or if you can think of a different skill, I'm happy for I'm you to really argue go- for something. He's, I've got quite a lot in education. Yeah, I thought you might do. Yeah. Oh God, let's try again. <laughs> that is a twenty-one. Uh, so Hadron is the more level-headed. He's the more ne- level-headed noble. And is more experienced in governing cities and towns. Yes. Dunnis is a commander of men. Um, he is a, a martial duke, if you will. Much more hot-headed and um, very racist. Great. Well, then, let's go with Hadron, the more level-headed. Okay. And so he'll specifically uh, have this message sent to Hadron. Mm-hmm. You don't hear back straight away. No, not I that day. I not that day at the very least. Again, yeah. this is step two, based yeah. on what he's hoping the others come away with for step one. So as you uh, come back to to uh, your your little encampment in the warehouse... Um, Verd's little... little His warehouse, his warehouse. Your, your little lodgings. Yeah. Um, Verd will approach you as you're having, having your dinner mm-hmm. and be like... Uh, uh, is he providing meals or are we eating? No, he's not providing food. That's no. cool. Does everyone yeah. have rations to cross off? I've got, yeah, like one day's rations. <laughs> You're going to be eating into my rations, aren't you? <laughs> yep. You please keep hold of them. Food in the city is... How much are rations? A lot. Great. They will increase in price they're five, as the game they're goes five on. five per... Day. Per ration, per day. Five per day? Yeah. Five crowns per day. And I do want you to track this stuff because food is a premium once mm. the city is yep. locked off. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give myself a week's worth. I've got money to spare. Yep. I I can say you can well, you going to take that out of your purse and yeah, say yeah, that yeah. that's what you arrived with. Yeah. I'm happy with that. I I had a lot left over for in-game. That's purchases. okay. I'll let you wreck on that for now, yeah. but after that, you have to you have mm. to procure your food. Speaking right. of retconning, while I was around in the taverns, was I could I have purchased some? Yeah. Yeah, yep. you can cool. buy you can buy food and, and stuff from. I'll give from myself people. about a week. Okay, so yeah, give yourself food. Uh, but Verd is here to just, you know, if you are staying a bit longer, he doesn't mind. No, but yeah, more coin for upkeep. Yes, for you know, for the horses would be good. How how much longer do you think you'll be staying? Oh, my friend, I'm 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 not quite sure just yet, but I will have payment up front straight away. The minute those those thirty crowns are done in in two more days, you'll be topped. This right is up. A, I'm just going to say this is the after the three days. This oh, is your right. three days. Of, okay, your three days of rumor gathering, and okay. we're just doing a little bit of narrative time. So we yeah. cross off three days worth of rations. Yes, please. Yes, no worries. And he's he's here going. Well, you know, it's been three days. You had your thirty crowns. So yeah, no worries. Uh, that's easy. I'll top him up with five more days. Great, because I've I've just made, made you made, made money. I made money, and it goes to an inn. Excellent. Pays for everyone's board and keep. Someone's got to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ooh, those are those are not my rations to spend. Those are rations from the cart. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how the two of you went, but uh, I've started working on at least a, at least a different tactic. There is a, I potentially have an inn into the royal court. We shall see how it plays out, but I have sent out a feeler to a Duke Haddon. 
Duke Hadron, I at least know to be a... Hadron. Hadron? Yes. A a Duke Hadron. Duke Hadron, I at least know to be a level-headed individual, not one I've met before, but I've left a message with him. And, uh, presuming we have some information to go off, and he looks pointedly at the two of you, we may have something to speak with. No luck on my end. Surprise, surprise, everyone thinks that Mahakam is full of Nilfgaard spies. Of course, where all the non-humans are. So, I think that's a moot point. Well, they actually might be onto something because I discovered that they're in little uh, Mahakam. There is a a, a a collection of people with red armbands and bandanas and and fresh red red cloth uh, on their personage, and it, it's quite interesting, really. I mean, this this red kind of clothing seems to have just sprung up over the last couple of kind of days, or, or, or so it seems. Sorry, at, at red, least red, you say. Oh yes, yes, red indeed, and and so they're they're wearing these red cloth, and I thought there's a mage who dresses in red, and and I thought it might have been connected to us, but I got distracted and sold some more clothing. But then I had to think about it, and I thought, yes, maybe actually the red clothing might have been connected to what we are talking Shut about. Shut up! They're wearing red. Is that <laughs> well strips of red? Yes. Right to distinguish themselves to it each other. It might be some sort of like cult or band or group. Or just friends. Or they've all hurt themselves in different parts of the body and they've been strapped together to to heal. We all know how influential mages can be. Perhaps they're going around and bending the minds and wills of some of the folk in Mahakam. If Razine is going around gaining people into her employ, then she clearly has something planned here and I'm beginning to suspect that maybe it is... Well, if she's dealing with non-humans, then it's something that the kingdom here is not aware of. I mean, if you were going to start a small army anywhere, making it out of non-humans is a, is a pretty good way of, of doing it. I mean, we generally keep to ourselves and are, are looked over pretty quickly and regularly. And soon we're going to be all locked in here. Was there any rumblings on to what end they were holding these bands? No. Just so themselves had, quickly, though. Someone had just noticed it. It's no, nothing else connected to it. I just improved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you're exactly right. Yeah. Real. Yeah. Bricks just yeah. spinning yarns. Yeah. Well, stands the reason we maybe go have a bit of a wander and a gander for ourselves. We'll have to act quick. Once the siege starts, Razim will be shooting fish in a barrel. I wonder if it's like the big one. The big what? Mahakam. Mahakam. The little one. You think it's similar? Maybe. I don't I mean, know. You, have you been to Mahakam? Yeah. Yeah. I no. Presume. <laughs> it's the Dwarven Halls. Yeah. It's a lovely place. Yeah, no, Mahakam's I, a slum. <laughs> I, sort of a joke, but yeah, also sort okay, of like a, yeah, a, yeah. The, the wanderings of a, a person who isn't super... Yeah. <laughs> Eve has not cottoned on to this. I still and haven't quite got your... Yeah. It's good. I like it. It's yeah. just, just be it's like, a very slightly odd sense of humour, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. She'll just be staring at him going, it's a piece of shirt. What, the little one? Yes. Oh, it's a slum. Maybe it pooped out from the big one. Right. What the fuck are we talking about? I've got no idea. Where we have to go? Is it, <laughs> is it night time? Is it, is it heading towards this night? Is this is the end point? of this day. Yeah. Yeah. The third yeah. day ends. Yeah. <laughs> the, majority, yeah, the moon yeah, is yeah. dawning on us. If you want to go looking for them, you have to wait until the next day. We're doing a bit of narrative time. Yeah. 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 In fact, you can spend a couple of days looking for them if that's what you'd like to do. Oh. Wandering around little Magum. Why ever not? We've got another... Do you say you paid for another week's worth I of I paid this for place? another five nights. There you go. That's for sure. Um... So, in that interest, maybe the three of us should venture down as a group yes. to Little Mahakam. 
That sounds like a lovely idea. And uh, and investigate. And maybe there are some some rumours and innuendos that we can ascertain. Or maybe there are some... Uh, People with red bands. That we can interrogate, investigate, speak to. And feeling that, maybe I can scare up some honest work. Well, honest for witches, that is. Only work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, witcher, well, a witcher chef. Well, Roll to Cast the Blood-Soaked Rose is a Baby Beard Media production. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Discord. All our podcasts are on Spreaker, Spotify, YouTube and all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash babybeard. The Witcher tabletop role-playing game is property of Art Alsorian Games. Used with permission. Please follow us on Facebook and subscribe via iTunes.